knows her like I do. Um, but um, the grief part, you know, I'm still going to work. And everybody, I think what people are thinking just because they see me laughing and joking and going to this event and, and having a great time. But the hurt that I am feeling and the devastation is just too much to bear because I was in Walmart and I was like, oh, my God, I got to call my sister because oh, I haven't talked man. to her all day. And I stopped for a moment, stopped, and yeah. I was like, I can't call her. Yeah, yeah. I can't, because she loved to hear about all the events uh -huh. that we went to, because when she was in the hospital, she would have people, um, the nurses, pull up their Facebook page to right. see what it was that we were doing. She was so proud of, of everything that I have done thus far. Right. So it is definitely a void mm -hmm. um, in my life. You know, um, it's just weird saying that my sister has passed away and she's not here it's it's I, I i can't even explain it to you yeah you know and some people say that you know that should i guess quote unquote make it easier because she was ill and you could prepare yourself but i remember when my grandmother passed a couple of years ago she had a stroke so we saw the decline but it didn't make it any easier mm -hmm. when she passed um i remember tg jakes at whitney houston's funeral he did um his speech you saw that mm -hmm. um death had one or something like that and it was just saying that someday you'll you'll be driving and you'll hear a voice and it'll make you smile mm -hmm. so those are some things uh, her birthday my grandmother's birthday was last thursday mm -hmm. and i can swear I, he I heard her talking to me all all day yeah and it, and it was just wonderful so i know that you'll feel yeah. moments like that and of yeah. course we're, we're here yes I help have, you. i've had a lot of support yeah you know the one thing i don't like I, well, I really shouldn't say I like it, don't like it, but because people, don't, I guess they don't know what to say. And something mm -hmm. I will never say is that, oh, she's in a better place. Oh, she, you know, well, you knew it was coming. You, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I don't like that. You know what I mean? I, I get it. I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I would prefer to have her here. Yeah. You know, oh, and yeah, then when yeah. the thing of it is when I went to Connecticut, you know, my mom gave me the call and said we needed to be there right away. Mm -hmm. uh, my sister was out. You know what I mean? But I was calling her, calling her name, calling her name, calling her name. And she woke up enough to say, just like this, hey, Paula. I was like, hey, Lee. Uh -huh. And then she just closed her eyes and never said anything else. Wow. And, you know, she held my hand because she could hear us talking to her because uh -huh. we each had a turn to, to, you know, took our time. You know, we each went one by one to talk to her. Uh -huh. She took my hand and she was squeezing it as hard as she could mm -hmm. because in that squeeze I felt that she was saying to me thank you for everything that mm -hmm. you've done for me mm -hmm. um, I love you so much mm -hmm. and I'm scared mm -hmm. but this is one the one thing mm -hmm. that I could not fix for her yeah. mm -hmm. because I was her fixer yeah. I was like her Olivia Pope you everybody you know I try to be yeah um, I need to fix her right now myself but the thing of it is, is that, yeah. <laughs> the thing of it is is that um, I couldn't fix it, you yeah. know, and I just told her to rest now, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? But I'll never forget that feeling yeah. of that squeeze. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Something. And, and it's also those moments when we, as your supporters, we don't know what to say. Right. Because you can't say, you know, well, it'll get better or you'll feel right. better or, you know, right. just give it time because mm -hmm. there is no, uh, you know, time limit. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So all I can say is I'm here. Right. And, you know, let me know if you need anything. But you know all of that. Yeah, because yeah, I can call Will in the midnight hour. And you do. And, and, and I do. do. Yeah. And he makes me laugh. And we, um, yes. you know, cuss, I appreciate it. Cuss you out a little like, bit. Yeah, cuss me out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. 
but he missed um, you a little. Yes. Yeah. When we we went out Saturday night. Saturday night. We had a blast. Yeah. I had a lot of wine. We went to what was yes. we can talk about your alcoholism. Your alcoholism. Yes. He, yeah. Oh, he's going to Alan. He's got. Yeah. Yes. Isn't it great? We went to the legend. <laughs> what was it? The, the legendary pearls. Pearls Gala. Yes. At the main. Yes, it was beautiful. Top notch. My my, yeah. my former client Monique Diggs. Monica. Monica Diggs. Diggs. From um, Journey for Success. Yes, mm-hmm. Journey for Success. And they help single mothers. Mm-hmm. They threw the banquet and they awarded people. I didn't know Barbara Sierra. Yes. Was, Barbara um, had an amazing story. She had a wonderful and story. And so did um, Brenda Andrews, yeah. who I'm um, dear friends of mine. Both did her. not know she was black. Yeah. You didn't. didn't know who was black. The lady that owns the New Journal and Guide. You didn't. Oh. When yes. I see her, she looks Caucasian. God, in my mind, every time I saw her, I was like, I wonder why yes. a white woman owns a black <laughs> magazine. Yes. Brenda is ain't nobody ama- saying them. Yeah. <laughs> she is amazing. She is yeah. she is so sweet and down to earth. She was smart. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, she's just super amazing. She looked amazing in her yeah, red. Yeah, she did. Too. She was tearing yeah. that red up. Everybody was really, yeah, really nice. Red, everybody was really nice. The they definitely came looked, through. Yeah, and yeah they did their thing. Yeah, they did. No <laughs> wants to be a kappa. You gotta go ahead and make you know, it. Definitely you a wanna hug. be a kappa. Oh yes, he god, does. Yeah. It was definitely a who's who <laughs> event. It, w- nice. it was it was beautiful. Well, the main is always a beautiful. Yeah, so yeah. we're going there on Saturday to um, another black tie. It's not there. It's not there. Mm-mm. I'm wrong. No, I wish. It's the Courtyard Marriott. Oh, okay. We're I doing it was a rooftop a party. Rooftop it's all party. black party. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're doing a red carpet for this. So yeah, we're, we're doing the red excited. carpet for mm-hmm. that. So yeah. we're excited. I still haven't found anything to wear. Will has so much stuff in his closet. I, I, I really don't. I really just don't get it. How you cannot find? I mean, I ordered my ja- my jacket came in. Oh, did it? Yes. Okay, so you good? Really nice. All right, yes. so I'm you good? So oh. I want to ask y'all. Wait, a qu- it's all black event. Why are you wearing jeans? Uh, because it's all. And, and I asked her that, but I she. Think wanted- I'm so confused about this. Because it's a, I got this beautiful black jacket with the bell sleeves. It's really nice. It just came in. Um, I have these ripped jeans that I want to wear with my black fringe boots. I'm gonna look really hot. I'm gonna it's have all black. Everything's yeah, black. Black. everything's black. Yeah, everything is black. Okay. There everything's is no, black. like, you have to be formal. Okay, like, gotcha. It's gotcha. 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 Much. And I'm just going to bling myself with silver, and my gotcha. hairstyles is going to make my hair look really great. We'll see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go well. Yeah. Yep. We'll see. Shout out to Will. Yeah. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So I have a question for you. Sure. This is also for Kavon and um, mm-hmm. Nikki. Nikki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Everybody knows all these questions are pretty much based on relationships, pretty much, because everybody knows I'm on this lifelong quest. You are. I made I made my pictures for my wedding. Oh, really? Nice. You that? that was a secret page, or was it public? I don't you know. know. You can can you say, do? You can make a secret page that nobody. Can I hope see. it's secret. It, let me. You wait. You I should really know. hope it's secret. It must not know? be secret. <laughs> I don't know. If you don't know it's secret, it's not secret. Ah, yeah, yeah. Put the lock next to it. I got to put a lock. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because anyway. it was it's corny. Yeah, but anyway. Um, this is going to happen before the end of next year. Oh, so I want to know, is being faithful hard? And this is not just physical, right. but also the little indiscretions like I'm guilty you know, of the, the intentional Facebook likes, um, uh-huh. the little poking feature, um, <laughs> flirting, things like that. You said you're guilty of right. that? I'm guilty and of I said it. Stay yeah. I mean, because I didn't know why people were poking me, and then I, I Googled it, and I was like, oh, that's what that means. What so does I, that mean? I thought it was just They're a, flirting. Like a they're, they're poking you. It's like, poke. Nobody oh really? <laughs> Nobody has ever poked I me. I didn't know. Nobody's <laughs> ever poked you. No, I, I get I people poking me all the time. You? Like, where did you go? It tells the you. The upper right, it'll tell you poke, what? or it should come up in your thing. Such and such poke you, no. and then you poke them back, and they poke you back. Okay, like I need and to then somebody DM somebody. 
I didn't know yeah, that. you've been poked. Yeah, like a little tag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, oh. it's it's if being faithful is easy, then why do so many people cheat? Well, I so think in, do you in, think initially it's being faithful hard. I, you has go, go both ahead. of y'all. Well, I think oh. initially, it's, all of y'all. I think initially it's it's probably easy because you're look, that whole infatuation stage. Yeah. And, you know, he's the best thing in the world, yeah. and or she's the best thing in the world, and next thing you know, maybe ten, fifteen year, twenty years later, you're like, okay, and I'm still with this person. Yeah. But I would like to believe because I have never been with anybody for twenty years mm-hmm. that we're still gonna be faithful. But I think it's gonna be intentional and a lot of work with it too. I don't. I think that. You know, we're going to have to stay in tune with each other, mm-hmm. do check-ins with each other, travel, and making sure we're supporting each other. Uh-huh. And when the support leaves, you got to be able to say something. Yeah. Because it's easily to... Not fall into that place of complacency. Right. Because it's right. easy to get emotionally attached to people or mm-hmm. go outside looking for support as far as your dreams and different things like that. So mm-hmm. I think it takes a lot of attention and a lot of work to make it last for decades and decades to go. Mm-hmm. But you're married, so... But I have talked to a lot of married people that have been married 50, 60 years, and they say that it is a lot of work Um, it's all about communication Mm -hmm. you know in some marriages you do end up growing apart um, but sometimes that may be a good thing because you can use it as a growth mechanism to come back together Mm -hmm. Um, and in marriage you fall out of love with your mate you don't like them but you love them you you know there's different things that you have to do but most importantly is about the communication and when you find that one person is not hearing you and they have a made-up mind, and you can't communicate, it, it, it can bring devastation mm-hmm. to your relationship. So, I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i always transparent on the shows. I um, have been seeing a therapist and, um, and enjoying it all the while mm-hmm. because I have an opportunity to really ex- – Wasn't today your appointment? I, Wednesday's I have my appointment, but because of everything that happened, oh, okay. um, I, had to can, I had to cancel several appointments. Okay. Right. Um, but my next appointment is November, I think, 1st, which okay. is okay. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. But um, I've learned a lot about uh-huh. myself, uh-huh. Um, you know, in a marriage. And what happens to a lot of women, and I think sometimes, I'm not going to say that's when the unfaithfulness comes in, is that you when you get to know yourself and you – You've lost yourself for so many years because you're so busy taking care of your husband, your kids, the wife, going to work, this, thus, and so. And you have totally lost yourself because I'm reading this book called Codependent No More, Mm -hmm. which is a very good book. Mm -hmm. Um, I read it many years ago. It's Mm -hmm. very insightful. Mm -hmm. um, But I found myself in a lot of those characters. Not saying that you're just going to jump ship, but it just lets you know that you have to be your own person. Mm -hmm. And... um, the way I deal with things now is totally different than what I would have done a long time ago because it gives you, you find your self-confidence. Right. And sometimes that doesn't work well because people don't understand it. Did you answer my question, is being faithful hard? Yes, You're I You're really educating me on a lot of things. <laughs> but I'm like, did she answer my question? No, being faithful is not hard. It's not hard? No, it's not hard. Yeah, I don't think it's hard. I just think it's, it's a little bit easier to be to the temptations of others. Really? Yeah. That's probably the reason. Is it hard for you? Yeah. Like you said, in the beginning, it's not. What I really think I need to do, and it just it's just dawned on me, I need to, I, I downloaded the book, um, The Five Love Languages. Yes, Some things, there's a disconnect. In the beginning when things are wonderful, and of course you put your, fir- your best mm-hmm. feet forward, um, 
everything's wonderful and right. it's going yes. well and of course this is the only person that's for me but then once you get settled mm-hmm. um and then you start to fall off and you don't do those same things my mom used to always say you know that the thing that you did to get that mm-hmm. person you have to keep doing to keep that person and i think i'm guilty of it um getting comfortable mm-hmm. um but not everybody does that my grandmother said that too like what you do i think the majority of the people do experience that to keep it going Mm-hmm. Do you do you do it? No, I, I mean no, no. How long have you been married? I, I, mm, I think tw- twenty five years. I got married in nineteen. So you've kept that momentum going all twenty five years? Um, no, I mean I'm a romanticist uh, for sure. Are you okay? I am, but the thing of it is, is that the your husband doesn't keep the same doing the same thing that he got you because men are natural born hunters. So once they have hunted and conquered you and married you, no, they're not doing the same thing. You know, they sit on the couch doing the L. Bundy, relaxing, burping. Okay, I'm sorry. But what I'm saying is that I just want to talk about the love language. Uh-huh. Because that is something Well, I don't know I, a thing about it. I, I, I downloaded it, but I haven't read it. So I don't know mine. Right, exactly. Now, me and my friends talk about the love languages a lot. Mm-hmm. My love language is I, I'm an emotional person. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I'm a romanticist. I will try to buy you cards. Um, I, um, I'm very affectionate, mm-hmm. you know, so that's my love language. You know, mm-hmm. I can hug and kiss on you all day, dole on you, all of that. Um, but I was always upset because, you know, all the girls were getting flowers at work and stuff like that. And I couldn't understand why my husband wasn't sending me flowers mm-hmm. or doing all of these things. I Actually, I was jealous. Um, but then I had to find out that that wasn't his love language. His love language is, okay, if you need to go, because everybody knows I hate to drive. But if you need to go to Chesapeake to go over to Nikki's house, I'll take you over there. That's his love language. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Right. But he has to meet your love language, and you have to meet his. That's, that was my question. Because that's, that that's, that's, that's what ends up happening. Once you become aware, like, my love language is quality time. So you, if you give me time or make make you know, make time for me. That's important to me because time is something that we just, it's okay. valuable. So it takes communication to find out exactly how do I please you. Correct. And okay. so now that he knows um, that my my love language is quality time, he has to put effort to give me time. And once I figure out his love language where his affirmations, I have to make sure I am constantly giving him, like, babe, I appreciate you. Thank you for this. I have to give him his, um, his love language to make him feel there satisfied. Yeah, but the thing of it is is that if you don't know how to do that because you're not, that's not in you. Like, I'm a romanticist. I want romance. You see what I mean? I want you to romance. I want you to send me flowers. I want to come home and you have, like, mm. a bottle of perfume of Angel because that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, sitting on the table like, baby, I've been thinking about you. You know, I'm not going to, that's how you get your feelings hurt because you have the expectation Mm -hmm. that he's going to do that. And when he doesn't do it, it's disappointment. Have you ever let them know that that's what you like? Oh, absolutely. They just don't listen. but I think right, that's because that's not his love language. And so if I but want some angel, point, right? I'm right. It's not the, that's not the point. It's yeah, not the, but the thing of it is I go buy my own stuff, and it makes me happy. But if he takes the, me over to Nikki's house. the purpose. Right. It, why? You need to have the conversation. This is how, this is how you show me that you love Correct. me. Correct. Because this is what I need from you. Yeah. In order for me to feel loved and appreciated, I need you to do this. Which means Whether they need to be willing to step outside of their box. Correct. So right. I haven't but even see, read it, and I got right, it. Right, but the thing of it is is that he will say... Well, this is how I show you. You know, I don't need to go out and buy you this, this, and well, so no, because that's what society is. But right, he's not getting it. But the thing of it is, is that if I don't, my his is a, well, you know, you need to cook for me. It's an action, action, action. But the thing of it is, is that 
you know, I'm giving you the action, cooking, doing. Is all that what they want? Yeah, right. So your so then your you yeah. So he needs so, to meet your need. That's what right. With so you need to go cook. So, I, I've been so telling you cook, you, and he I, needs to give you gifts. Putting a negligee so that, on right, I didn't, and go I, cook. I cooked this weekend. In your negligee? No, I don't have one of those because I like t-shirts. I never spent money on that stuff because it was always a waste of time for me. I like shirts. But what but about your about husband? You, it's not right? about you. It's, not, it's about him. No. Got it. I don't need so I'm going to teach a class on it. Yeah. Next they, week. I, I'm not. Right. <laughs> they got all the answers. And I'm not, no. I'm not agreeing with them because you're not hearing what I'm saying. No, no I get what you're saying. I get what you're what saying. What am I saying? You're, you're telling me that that's, he's not doing it because that's not his love language. But in order for him to please you, he needs to know your love language Absolutely. so he can do what pleases you. Right. Not you not, do what pleases you and he does what pleases correct. you. And to think that you right. guys are so, mess well together. That's, that's the, okay, I'm going to go with that because you can't think for me, well, well this will, should please her and this will make her happy because it this takes is the what conversation. I think that will make her happy. Correct. Exactly. You need to have the a conversation. conversation. The conversation. Correct. The conversation. Because that's what, that's what the love language is right. about is knowing what you need from that person I can't wait to read that and book. have that person be able to give it to you and you're being able to communicate So that's why I cheated. This is what I need. That's why I cheated. I, I wasn't getting. Why did you cheat? Evidently, my love language is what pleases me. You don't have to buy me now. I can buy my own stuff. Okay. Right, you need to give me stuff. attention, so and then 45. I need touch. I need physical okay. touch. I so okay, so if he gives touch. you attention, so let me ask you this. Okay, what? you're saying that I need attention. Yeah. I need you to give. You be like Paula B. I need you to give me attention. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give you attention. So while I'm in his kitchen, I want to come in here so I can go ahead and do what I have to do and pay attention to you at the same time. Will that satisfy you? But I don't think I'm just kid. asking you. I don't, is that attention? No. That's not attention. What, what is, is that? That's like a chore. Right. Right. So okay. what, that's so, doing for. Um, so well, I, I haven't read the languages, so I don't so know. So what? So what type of attention doing, do you need? Do, attention for me right. is if that's I'm watching a movie, you right. come sit beside me or right. come lay in my, my lap or, or whatever. Touch watch like TV. this yes. when you're watching TV together. But what if I don't want to watch that movie? Well, so it's not, not about you. No, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just asking. What if you're, that movie is not interesting to come me? Here, come here. Come here. <laughs> you, you're doing it to please me because you know right, that that's right. what I need. It's not about you. It's, you know, there's a give and take. There's a sacrifice in a relationship. So when I was at therapy, mm-hmm. I'm glad that I don't want to take all the time. Oh, wait, 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 it's worth it. Go oh, ahead. When I, was I in, want to help fix you today. We'll fix your life. When I was you know, talking to my therapist. Okay. Um, she did say, I understand what it is that you're saying, uh-huh. you know, and that, and that's true. And I agree with it, but you, and once you find what you like, your individual likes, mm-hmm. you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, is that a hard thing to incorporate in your marriage? So what she's saying to me is that like, when you get to a certain point in your marriage, just say the kids are gone, you're an empty nester. Um, I like to go in a nitty class. You like to play golf. You know, you're going for the weekend. I'm going to nitty class, and we just, you know, passing. You know, saying, "Hey, well, I'll, this is my schedule. This is your schedule, and I'll see you." Da 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 mm. da da. You know, so now we're all into our individual lives. We're married, but we're doing our own individual thing because we have passion and we have time to do what it is that we like. Do you mm. think that um, that can um, having your own individual life and being married at the same time um, can work? Yes. I think it's, I mean, are you asking me or are you just asking me? Anyone. I do. I think you have to have your own individual, you have to be an individual outside your marriage, but you have to be intentional in your marriage and make that person feel important. So whether you is that you're carving out time for yourself, is it's important, but you still need to put that other person um, as a priority. But go ahead. Okay. No. Okay. So this diagram, I'm, I'm learning in school. I'm happy. So 
this is one partner. This is the other partner. This is God, given that you guys have a, a belief in God. The way the relationship, a good balanced relationship works, is God is in the center of you both. And these, this is you as an individual, this is the other person as an individual, anybody, any two people. The portion that overlaps each other, that's your, 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 your togetherness. Those are the things that you do together, your hobbies that you share together. But there's still a big majority that's still you. That's you doing what makes Paula happy. That's you with your friends. And they still have time to do themselves. I think what, in my situation, what happened is it was a situation where it, we were all over the place. And we had no time to be ourselves, so we lost our identity. Everything was about each other. Right. Um, and that's when relationships suffer. That's when, you know, people say, I just smothered, I lost myself, blah, blah, blah. But the healthy, balanced relationship is when God is in the center, and then you, mm -hmm. you, there's still a lot of individuality there. Correct. And then you still have that core time that the solid that's near the foundation of the relationship where are your shared interests. Mm -hmm. that, and, and I think that's, a lot of people don't get that. I didn't get that, of course, after 16 years, but. Um, I understand now for my next relationship. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I enjoy um, going to see my therapist. Her name is Stephanie mm -hmm. um, because hey, Stephanie. I had. Hey, Stephanie, I have really learned a lot about myself and the way I handle situations now. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really try to keep everything in perspective. It's mm -hmm. not like I don't care or I'm being nonchalant about it. It's just about keeping it in perspective, keeping. Um, on topic and not going all over the place because what I find is that when couples argue, you forget really what the argument is all about because you're talking about everything else yeah. but really what you're arguing about and you never get a chance to fix it. Well, then you're not listening. And Somebody, you're not, somebody's and you're not, not listening. Yeah, right. nobody's listening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Trying nobody's to prove listening. a point. Yeah, try, right. And right, it doesn't right. it doesn't work. I am really doing good in school. You are. You are. You Yay. You, you go, it. boy. You got it. Right. <laughs> I see you. Should I, I you. fire Stephanie and how are you as not my yet. life coach? Not yet. Okay. Let me see how these research papers come oh, out. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. What do you want to talk about, boo? Um, gosh, since we're talking about relationships, mm -hmm. we had a great conversation at work. So you know it's, it's quote unquote cuffing season, but to right, right, right. We're, we are still embarking looking. on right. cuffing season. Okay, right. and um, just for people who don't know, that's mm -hmm. basically what the seasons change. You got to have your significant other, your boo, to cuddle up with to yeah. keep you warm during the winter months. Yes, yeah, so my favorite. This is my favorite season. Really? Oh my god! I'm yes, I'm still on campus. So you all yes, I love out. I love the fall. <laughs> no comment. Right, right. I love the fall. So the com so the question or discussion today was uh -huh. now everybody's meeting people, getting to know people for this prepare for cuffing season. So somebody asked, well, have you done like background checks on people? Like, how much are you really investing to get to know this person? Wow. And I was like, that so, is so I guess for me is if I have to do. A, all this investigating, background checks, going to the police station, and here's your social security number. I don't think I need to be with this person. That's mm -hmm. just where I am at. That's just a lot of work mm -hmm. when trying to invest in somebody yes. early on. So they said, well, do you at least Google them, go through their Facebook yes. page, all this stuff? And I was like... I did it last night and this morning. <laughs> and then this afternoon, let them know what I found out. But because their name wasn't what they told me. <laughs> you are so crazy. <laughs> so how, I guess the question is, how much are you willing to do I mean, what happens to just getting to know people? Like, just trying to get oh, to know out. them. that's out. I mean, so that's you, you rely, you, you um, base your whole relationship on social media? Because Not what I based on social media, on social but because yes, I met do. this person online, blackpeoplemeet.com. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, they sent me a picture. In the picture, 
had a company vehicle which had a name. So, of course, I went to the Facebook page <laughs> of the name, which was a funeral home, um, and looked through the, um, the team to find out the name. So I was like, that's not the name they gave me. So I Googled the name. And then it came up. There's a website that had, like, the relatives they know. It had an address, had a phone number, had their real age, which was, like, 11 years older than what they told me. Um, had the obituary of their mother, which gave me some good information. So when they came over this afternoon, um, they were saying something about background. So I said, yeah, speaking of background. I said, oh, yeah, wow. I, did, I said my report came back. And I just gave all this information. They were just, like, shocked. Shocked. So are you still talking it. to the person or no? Yeah, Make I mean, it wasn't anything that I was concerned about. Okay. I mean, it's really not anything that's going to be permanent. Right. But, yeah. But nothing that's going to be considered for cuffing season. Just something to do right yeah. now. <laughs> just hashtag temporary. Right. But I'm just, yeah, so. I'm just saying that why don't just... Spoke, that's what came up. And all the information came Thank up. Thank you, Terry King, my girl. <laughs> but yeah. the thing of it is, you can't get to know, like, I am in agreement with you. You can't get to know anybody anymore. You know, everybody just, right. whatever that cuffy, whatever that thing she just said, you know, um, just to Google and Google people. You understand what I'm saying? What about dating and, like the old folks say, coding or courting and, you know, getting to really learn them and then learning that dark side. You understand what I'm saying? Because by the time you don't know really if all the information on there is true. You see what I'm saying? Because everybody's going to embellish well, a little bit. I was hoping that age wasn't Be- true, but. It is true. Right. It's it is true. true. Oh, no. You know what I mean? And then why do all of that? Because you're going to get found out when they meet you. And regardless, whatever com- whatever you do in the dark, dirt, it's going to come, in the dark, it's going to come to light, regardless. So I just, I, I just for me, she, the girl kept on saying, well, you know what, 99 cent just to do a bet. Not at, like, wait, what? So I guess you could go online, pay 99 cents, mm-hmm. and you could find out all this dirt about people if you want to. Well, what would be a deal breaker? What would you find out that like, w- would make you not want to talk to somebody? Well, see, I, first of all, me, myself, I'm not doing that. That's A number one. I'm not going to do it. you're married. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. If you weren't if, married. If I wasn't so married, So you wouldn't want to know if the person's married instead of you falling in love and then down I mean, the line. I mean, say that he's married, but they might be separated. On, on the on the thing. You are a romantic. Yeah, society. yeah, I am a romantic. Yeah. I'm not doing all of that. I, I want to hashtag I'll, naive. Hashtag, I know I'm not naive, <laughs> but the thing. Well, maybe a little, but <laughs> maybe a little. But you know, I want to get to know you. I want to hang out with you. I want to have fun. I don't want to rely on you know what I mean. Judge you. You know what I mean because the bottom line to the issue. Well, I can't say the word because all the words. Oh, they're not going. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're not up here. Everybody got stuff with them. Everybody got some, yeah. Everybody got some stuff with them. <laughs> right. Bottom line, case closed. I don't care if it's on here, if you're dating them, you know, it's real up live, up live, up live and in color, mm-hmm. or if it's on here. Everybody got some stuff with them. So if you're going to rely on this, you'll never get with anybody. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, case closed, if you're going to be Googling everything about them. You wouldn't do it? I wait, but just for the record, <laughs> wait. Oh, she wait. she done did wait, it already. Wait, 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 wait. No, did you do it? But we did it. To, we did it together. Like the person that to be I, fun. Right, it was funny. Like it was mm-hmm. like when we were together. We no, that wasn't funny. It was y'all. I was, was gonna say that was it. That was impressive. Oh, this is gonna be fun. No, he didn't Google me. We <laughs> Googled him. Oh, okay. Was, we were doing something, watching yeah. something or whatever. I said, you know what? I never Googled you. And uh-huh. he was like, do you Google people? I said, no. But what, now that we're talking about it, let me go ahead. But. 
I didn't. We, we really didn't go into it. We, I have never really like searched uh-huh. trying to find anything. I think there has been enough. Like I'm not saying like, we have issues, but there's. I found it enough that's going through the process of living in a joy life. We have endured some like moving and different things, and how he handled situation had just come out based upon everyday life situations. So, I mean, I really didn't need to Google. What about but you? you kind of go find it. I feel like Google. I have to Google. Hey, I, yeah. yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I when I, when I was, Google. when he contacted me, the first thing I did what was I Googled him. That's all right. I know. He's a millennial. Give me a What break. does that mean? Oh, my God. Don't even get me started it's on that. It's available technology that can he's benefit you. He's a millennial. No, How old are you? 23. Yeah, he's a millennial. That's case closed. How I found, but, you know, I figured out the stuff I found about him by adoring life mm-hmm. is stuff that you're not going to find for Googling people. And I think right. by, you know, dealing with life up and down is more important to me than what I'm going to find on your social media page. So, I mean, I... I don't even, but I don't even think... I don't, I don't know if you have the right conception of what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying that it's something that I base completely. But right. it's definitely some useful information for when you tell me some things that don't add up. Um, we need to find out who's telling the truth. I think it's just going to cut out a whole bunch of heartache. And it's, it's, it's available. To, when you were dating 25 years ago, it wasn't available. So, of course, you didn't do it. But now in 2017, it's available now. So I don't think you should knock it because it's available now. I don't think it means that you don't trust anybody. But, you know. But it takes all the fun out of and the mystery out of everything. Okay, I see this hot dude. I was like, what's your name? Where where do you live? Where were you born? All right, let me go Google, (laughs) homie. And if girls were in the bathroom real quick, I come out, yo, you cut. You understand because I don't like what's what's on there. I, I mean, that's not okay. Right. Nikki, what about you? You're not getting away with it. I know you Google people. You have mm-hmm. to. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, I have. Yeah. And there's some other techniques that I use. You did okay. Well, I'll get with you on the yeah yeah. <laughs> I always want to stay up to date. What what you want to talk about <laughs> since you're on Google people? <laughs> I'm mad about the whole Googling thing still. Well, I'll be mad. Yes. Uh, Google. But I do believe that the truth does come to the light. Right. Yeah. And you just, just wait. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wait. I will do. I will and wait. Ask certain if questions. I'm It'll come out. Like, we are very, as women, we're very, mm-hmm. you know, intuitive and inquisitive. Mm-hmm. And we, we know how to ask the right questions. And I do, too. And it's not. It's a little bit different. It's not basically what you've been doing. It's like, uh-uh. if I'm asking a question, nine times out of ten, I already know the answer. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to see what your, what your response is. Mm-hmm. And then I don't have and to And being that you. I know that that's what you think, it's not going to work well, to your benefit. Well, now I ask the same question, question three different ways. Right, and not at the same time. But I'm just asking, but I just ask the question, like, blah, 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 yeah. and then, like, you know, like, what did you do this weekend? Oh, mm-hmm. nothing, blah, blah, blah. Fuck off. I said, oh, did you go see some such? <laughs> and then they're and telling like, themselves. Oh, what, da, da, da. And then we have good memories. Right. Okay, I'll yeah, give you my memory. It's horrible. Horrible. Right. Horrible. I can be honest. This due to medication is not due to it, because I'm a it's, man. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. What kind of medication? I don't want to know. My chaps. Because he has the worst memory okay. ever. What do you want to talk about? Um, I think, oh, Before I got to get on my phone. Be I think that I sent you. Uh, Weinstein? Wein? Yes, Harvey Weinstein. You know, he's this big Hollywood producer mm-hmm. and. He's in a lot of trouble for sexually um, harassing women, yeah. um, Hollywood stars, and it's just all coming to light. They um, he was he co-founder. Fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. he fired. He was and then I was just like, oh, my God, this, you know, you know how I felt about the whole Bill Cosby thing. Mm-hmm. So now for him, all these women are coming out of the woodwork. I found out there were several lawsuits that he had, but he gave them money, paid them off. Um, they did 
wired this young lady, this model, this Italian model, because he was trying to get her to um, watch him while he was taking a shower. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, in Hollywood, everybody knows the deal in Hollywood, especially these women, what they do because they want to be famous. Mm -hmm. So what kind of... I'm not saying what he did was I'm what I'm saying is totally wrong. Mm -hmm. But the thing of it is, is that when you go in somebody's room or they invite you and you're trying, you're not in the business, but you're trying to make it in the business. You know what time it is. You know what you, yeah. Now all of a sudden you want to fall out and have a James Brown breakdown and you so distraught because he tried to do this, this and so. But a lot of those women that I can't remember all the actresses name, mm -hmm. a lot of them that were in his room, it was just ironic that they all won Oscars and they were all up there thanking them. So I'm saying to myself, how devastated were you? You're devastated now, but how devastated were you at that time when he put you in that movie you didn't want that Oscar? Hmm. Our word last weekend, uh, last week was platform. Because sometimes things you'll say, and then, you know, once we say it, it's out there. Sure. Um, we want to avoid incriminating ourselves oh, or okay. having to explain or, you sure. know, being like, who was the guy who had to go back to apologize for saying about women? Mm -hmm. Oh, you talk about um, Cam Newton? Cam Newton. Yeah. Cam Newton. Yeah, I don't want to have to go back and do that. Well, so. I don't, I mean, uh, that whole Cam, New Cam Newton thing was ridiculous because come to find out that that young lady ended up uh, some one of her friends outed her because she was saying all these racial slurs. So she just got outed. Oh, really? Yes, sir. I didn't and hear the that. thing of it is is that all he said was, "Oh, how cool it was to, to hear a woman say that's that." That's not what he said. Well, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> that and that's I, not how you said it. Well, anyway, um, to talk you, about we're in, in um, society in, what is it, in routing or something? I'm talking about like a route that and some yeah. in route thing. I don't even know what it is. Some yeah. football term. Me, I didn't. I didn't see where any woman should been offended by that because it's just like me saying, um, telling somebody something about some boxing term, and the dudes are probably surprised. Hey, I didn't know. You know, you knew that. What's so hard about that? What What's offensive about that? Because he said that. What What was wrong with that? That he had to lose his endorsement. But oh, he she, lost an endorsement. Yes, sir. I think the way when he said it, and then I think from his facial expressions, it looked like he caught it because he like did like that. It just seemed it came across to me as degrading to women. He was like, "It was just funny to hear a woman I talk about." Yeah, blah, 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 because blah. there's a lot of women. I mean, almost the same if, now, if Trump said, "You know, it's just funny to hear blacks talk about investing." That wouldn't be offensive. Offensive to you? I mean, absolutely, because, but the thing of it is, is that he, to me, he didn't say it in that content, in that manner. That's to me. I mean, that's my opinion. I, I really don't You're think. You're entitled. Yeah, and I You're don't think that he should have lost his endorsement and then come to find out, should she, should she get fired from her job for being, uh, if he was, saying if he was racial slurs? For it. Yeah. Right? Am I right? You're yeah. awfully quiet. Because like he said the word platform. <laughs> and I don't want to have to go back and apologize to nobody for the things I say out my mouth. So <laughs> saying nothing sometimes says it all. You're right. You're right. She's silent. Well, She's right. Silent. That's just how I feel silent about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Not just how I feel about yeah. it. I mean, not But I just think as a, like, the Dove commercial. I just think yeah. for some yeah, reason, we're that? just extremely sensitive nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Everything Everybody gets offended everything. so easily. Yes. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. You're going to, I heard something about. Oh, if I use Dove soap, am I going to turn white? Is that what, is that what it was? In the commercial, I think it. I don't. Even, I, I saw it, but I'm not even sure if 
It was a what? piece. It was like a little piece where it showed an African American model flip she off her shirt and, and she turned Caucasian. But yeah. there was more to the. But video. then she turned like this other Hispanic. Races. Yeah, there's other yeah. races that they just cut out. So of course, oh my God, they're saying black's not good enough. So they took five seconds of a video yeah. and mm-hmm. turned it to an injustice. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. What they, everybody's just doing too much. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Wait. Platform. Right. Oh, yeah. God. That's yeah. it. That's, the, no that's the new buzzword platform. platform no, yeah. it's, just, it's just one of those things that, you know, so much is going on in this world mm-hmm. and everybody has an opinion. And I mean, it's like that whole um, Jamel Hill. Yeah. Her, even though she is an ESPN, she yeah. talks about sports. Mm-hmm. But there comes a, her platform she has as an audience, she talks about sports. But there is so much going on in this world that you want to speak about. Mm-hmm. So how do you ignore it when you have this audience in front before you? But she used her her platform to speak her opinion. Mm-hmm. Now she's spending for two weeks. Yeah. So it's hard to say, like, you know, how do I use the platform that I have to help my people mm-hmm. without losing my job? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, okay. because it, but anytime you stand for something, you're gonna have to be able to take that risk. Yeah. So is that risk great enough? And it, it's for her, and, yeah. and that's why she's doing what she does. That's what Kaepernick is doing, what he's doing. That's what um, Eminem is doing, what he's doing. So with with the audience that you have, how can you use your influence on people to help others? Well, I, I'm going to say this. You know, a lot of people are, you know, everybody's very sensitive. Everybody's on, like, high alert. That's what I'm calling it, high alert. And the one thing that I'm not seeing is I'm not seeing any movement. I'm not seeing, I hear people doing a lot of talking. I hear people doing a lot of complaining. I hear a lot of people doing a lot of pointing fingers, you know, black people this, white people that, but I'm not seeing any movement. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing any change to make it better. I'm not seeing a group of people coming together and say, let's do this. I see people taking a knee, you know, on a football field. You know, I see football players being suspended and losing their jobs because they're taking a knee, but where's the ordinary, everyday people? Where's the movement? Where's it going to start? You know, we can complain about it. You know the problem, but what is the resolution? I'm not seeing that. What, I mean, what do you want to see? I guess the movement looks different than it did, did back in the day. So, like, I, I, I see pockets of people doing things. Mm-hmm. So when you say movement, what are you looking for as a whole? Well, for me, you know, I, I'm, I know that there's racism. Mm-hmm. Hands down, I, I'm not oblivious to that. Mm-hmm. But I also see um, where I think what people are, are ignoring that, like the millennials, you know what I mean? Um, I'm going to do a show on millennials. Yes. They, um, they're they different. They think different than us. They, they are it. They, they act different than us. They don't see um, or respond to the racism like the other generations do. I'm not saying there's not mm-hmm. any in their generation, but it's minimal because now it's, it's like a no judge zone. And I think that that's the train that we need to get on. But if we keep talking about the black and white issue and all this racism and not do it, like Martin Luther King, they tried to do something about it. He did do something about it. Then that movement ended. You know, Malcolm X, you know, once he found out the real deal, he tried to do something about it. All of them. Then the movement changed. It died. It ceased because we really don't have any real black leaders as far as I'm concerned today to, to help to help um, squash what's going on in, in this world today according to racism. Right, right. We don't have that. We're going to continue that conversation, but we'll, we'll be having our first guest call in shortly. Let me introduce her. 
Her name is Jennifer Eurizio. She's a master intuitive author, teacher, and speaker. She developed soul language to help people understand their own innate insight and voice. Um, she's an expert in using intuitive abilities in everyday life to help people achieve their goals. So we want to help welcome to the show now, Ms. Jennifer Eurizio. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Okay, hold on. I think we're having some difficulties in the studio. You can't hear? I can hear. Okay. Hello. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on for a second. I can hear you and someone else can hear you, but the other host can't hear you. Let me, let me adjust something. Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I, I think we have it going now. Okay. So sorry for the technical technical difficulties. I know I had to give you another phone number. Um, we're actually expanding the studio, so they're they're doing some things, tweaking some things. But we want to thank you for coming on to the show to talk to us about moving past heartbreak and pain in your life. Um, so, w what do you mean exactly by heartbreak? Well, heartbreak is anything that actually breaks your heart, anything that gives you pain, anything that's betrayal, um, rejection, heartbreak, sorrow, despair, grief, that's all heartbreak. And that's always all going to create a feeling of not enough and lack. And it sets up this kind of situation in you where you have a big trouble being safe, being vulnerable. And so you, you try to kind of venture out, and, and what it does is you hold yourself back, whether you're conscious of it or not. And so heartbreak, you know, you need to kind of heal that and kind of have those situations, not have any charge around them, and, and have a neutrality around that, and learn and integrate that wisdom instead of always holding yourself back, because as my friend Jennifer Bloom says, you're pre-suffering, so you don't put yourself out there you don't take chances in any way because you don't want to be hurt again. Oh, yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. Very familiar with that. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Hi, hi, Jennifer, this is Raya. Hi, how are you? I'm great, how are you? Um, my question, Doing well. Oh, my question for you is how does heartbreak impact your life, business, and money? Oh, well, when you're in heartbreak, you're holding yourself back. You're not being generous with yourself. And the way we do anything is the way that we do everything. And so what that means is you're always going to be coming from a place of lack. And so all of the decisions you are going to make are not being made from the, the knowing that you're whole and complete, but the, the feeling or the belief that there's a lack there, there's not enough, that, you know, there's going to be pain or rejection or, you know, why try because you're just not going to get what you want. And so you'll say and you'll do things in your business and your life that you wouldn't do or say normally if you knew you were whole and complete. Mm -hmm. And it's as simple as saying yes to a date or, or saying yes to a client where if you knew you were whole and complete, you would say no because you would realize that that client isn't a perfect fit for you. And we all know that when we take on a client that's not a perfect fit for us, it usually ends up in disaster. So those are some tangible examples. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? I'm good. Good. My name is Paula. Hello. Th hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, how can um, turning into your higher, 
I guess your higher self and soul support healing heartbreak. You know, when we can call it that, whatever people resonate with. Universe tree, Bob, God, soul. Yes, I had a client call it God, by the way. And when you turn into that higher self, when you understand that there's a part of you that has never been hurt, never will be hurt, that's whole and complete, that's no safety, even if you've never felt it, that can allow that energy, that knowing, to flood areas where you're holding back and where love isn't present. And I love to do this exercise with, with individuals. Do you guys want to kind of play with me for a minute? Sure, sure. sure. Perfect. So I'm going to use words that people might not understand or not know. Your job all is just to, if it resonates with you, kind of get on the bus with me. Okay. So here goes. Divine intelligence. Fill my body with the feeling and knowing that I am safe. Where there's been heartbreak and pain, there's now only love. And if anyone wants to share what happened, I'd love to hear it. Ladies? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies. Oh, so we're supposed to share something. Huh. Jennifer, well, can what, you repeat that for us? What happens is sometimes you, you have an opening of the heart. Sometimes there's a warm feeling. Sometimes there's a relaxation. What that allows you to do is where those places that you're holding back or you're holding pain, uh-huh. it spreads love into that, and it allows actually circulation and blood to get to places that are you know, energetically blocked, okay. but it allows you to kind of feel a bigger sense of safety and support. Okay. So, I, are you, so if I gave you the scenario of um, betrayal, infiltrated, how, how would I find um, healing and love out of that? Is that, if somebody betrayed me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, so I would tell somebody if, that, if they were experiencing heartbreak around betray, I would ask them to take a deep breath and create a conscious connection with their higher self, whatever that looks like. You can imagine that you're sitting knee to knee, eye to eye with your higher self. You can just set the intention and just know that it's happened. You can just tune into your heart, whatever works for someone. And then I would ask that person to tune into that higher self, that heart, that soul, and ask that higher self, what do you need to accept in order for the betrayal pain to be lessened, to start to release? And then we would work on accepting that. You know, sometimes just having a willingness to let something go starts the things in motion. You know, sometimes there are certain heartbreaks that do take time. Mm -hmm. But the more that you foster them, the more that you tell the story, the more that you nurture the pain, the longer it stays. And I'm not suggesting people don't feel what they need to feel. I'm suggesting that you do. Mm -hmm. And yet know and be able to tap into your soul the higher purpose of all that. And, you know, for those audience members that have been through heartbreak and are rolling your eyes, I'm right there with you. Mm -hmm. Several years ago, I had heartbreak that, you know, I saw my life with this person, we were all sad, and all of a sudden one day it just wasn't. And I remember, you know, being, you know, wrapped up in my bed, you know, in the fetal position, Mm -hmm. and everyone going, Jen, there's a higher purpose to this, and me using every F word and some new ones (laughs) to 
tell them, you know, you, I, I can't hear that. I don't, I can't hear that. And solely sitting in that, I kept going, okay, soul, okay. You know, I might not be able to move past this pain, but I have a willingness. I have a willingness to see something bigger here. I have a willingness to, to feel that seed of love inside of me so I can move past the heartbreak, so I can create something bigger. There's a saying that heartbreak is an open heart. So after, and it took about six months okay. of focusing concentration, but after when um, about a year and a half after that, I, I met someone who I've been together for a couple of years with now, and I realized in meeting that person that the original heartbreak wouldn't have worked out because I was actually trying to fit myself in a box with that individual. And it was the best thing for me. It opened me up to, to truly experiencing great love. Now, again, if you told me that at that time, right. I wouldn't have agreed, right? But, you know, so often, you know, with heartbreak, people then shut themselves off instead of seeing it or having a willingness to see that it's an opportunity for, for you to receive more than you could ever imagine. So it's not, it's not, is, now, is this a process that you do alone? Do you need the help of perhaps like a life coach, some, someone to help you sort through it? Because I'm, I'm not like in, um, in Paula's situation where she was saying, what did you say, betrayal? I said betrayal and infiltrated. So you're saying that you should look inward or to your higher self and ask, what are you trying to sort out? What's, what good can be found in the situation? Or yeah, and sometimes you do need support. Sometimes you need someone to you know, ask those higher questions for you, mm -hmm. to walk that path with you. Because sometimes the, you can't, you know, I had a mentor who said that, you know, sometimes you're in such great fear, and, and God, that's what he called his power, 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 would sit down next to you, and you wouldn't recognize it because you, you're just not at that same frequency as the God energy. So sometimes <laughs> in heartbreak, okay. you, you need someone to go, okay, Here's an exercise. Here's what we're going to do. Okay, here's the little step. We don't need you to get to Z. We just need here, do this. So you can feel loved and supported again. All the answers are already inside of us. Sometimes we need someone to help us ask really good questions because we keep asking the same questions, getting the same answer, and it's not moving us forward. It's, you know, so it's a mixture of both. I have another question to ask you about heartbreak. Um, I, I, do you think that um, in the heart, in heartbreak, that sometimes it's good to have your heart broken for growth um, and to strengthen your relationship? You know, that's a great question, by the way. I think all relationships are internal, meaning they're inward. So, you know, so often in a heartbreak situation, when we readjust something internally, that relationship changes. So I think sometimes, yes, it is for strength. It does strengthen. It does um, broaden. It does create more communication. It does allow for something bigger. Uh, that's only if those two people involved are willing to do all of the consciousness work that makes that relationship stronger. Right. Okay. Right? And, and so that takes conscious and effort. But yeah, I mean, I've had my, I've been with my boyfriend, you know, a couple of years, and there's been a little like, oh, and heartbreak, and 
you know, fight and like, oh my God, I think he just like, he really hurt me. And, you know, going like, okay, you know, what do I really want here? Right. You know, am I willing to clear what, what caused the heartbreak, meaning, you know, my belief that I'm not enough or miscommunication or not expressing what I want, right? And so it did strengthen the relationship and we are closer. And, but, you know, there's certain heartbreaks or, or betrayals that an individual, not that they can't get over, but it's in their greatest good to leave that relationship because they want more. Mm-hmm. But they still have to do the internal work for the next relationship. So I hope that answered your question. Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Jennifer. You're welcome. Hey, Jennifer, this is Ray again. If there is one thing you want the audience to remember from our conversation today, what would it be? That they're whole and complete and act from that wholeness and completeness. I think so often we express ourselves. We take action Mm -hmm. on our brokenness. No one's broken, by the way. And wounds. And one of the questions that I tell clients is, you know, if you knew you were whole and complete, loved and supported, what would you say, what would you do, what would you express in every situation? Mm. And when you ask that question, you're definitely going to make a different decision rather than going, oh, I feel not enough, let's make a decision from that. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense. That makes sense, yeah. it does. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing the information. Um, I definitely know it's going to take me some work, so I guess <laughs> uh, <I'll, yeah. laughs> me connecting, I'm just ADHD, so it takes me a while to connect with myself and my higher being, but I definitely know well, the technique. Well, thank, thank you so much. You're, you're a little uh, blurry in your voice there okay. because of the connection, but thank you so much. I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, listening to you guys talk and um, getting to know one of you with your voices and your energy, and I'm just thrilled to be part of the show, and, you know, if people have any more questions, they can always email me through the site at soullanguage.us and I'll be happy to answer. Yes. Can you repeat your website again? Sure. It's soul, S-O-U-L, language.us. Gotcha. Well, Jennifer, again, thank you so much for coming on the show and we hope you have a good evening. You too. Have a great evening, guys. Thanks, Jennifer. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Good information. That was good. That was very good. I trouble with that. So I, she, she probably enforces, reinforces, like, meditation. Mm-hmm. Do you guys meditate? I'm starting to. I have the meditation app on my phone. Oh, you do? I'm trying to. But what would the app help you do? It times it for you. And uh, <laughs> wait, wait. It starts with a simple thing. Wait. Okay. Step one is timing yourself. Okay. And I'm, I'm at the five-minute mark. Oh, okay. Uh, no, but I'll, I'll just decide. I'm trying to wake up with attention. I'm trying to have more purpose in my day to from being all whimsical. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to wake up with a schedule. Not scheduling the whole day, but yeah. at least say when I wake up, I'm going to spend quality time yeah. with God. I'm going to meditate on him and what I want for, you know, what this day to look like. So I'm trying to be more intentional with my day. So I remember I, I had downloaded the app. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> with yours, you said you're up to five minutes. Is that like when Inside you started time. out, you have the time, how long you can clear your mind, and then when you, something crosses your mind, you have to start over in time again? Oh, I'm not there yet. So I'm at the point of just, just sitting for, for five minutes straight okay. and just focusing on one thing. I don't, okay. I'm not restart the timer. Okay. Um, this, I'm more new to anything and okay. I, this is not probably perfect, but I'm trying <clears throat> to be, you know, this whole mindfulness yeah. thing that's yeah. going on. But I, 
I know I can be a little um, all over the place. Yeah. And my mind goes a million because I'm it trying races. to get through it. Right. Yeah. So I'm trying to slow myself down and just enjoy the moment because mm-hmm. I'm always looking towards the future. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen next? Prepare myself for the heartbreak. Prepare myself mm-hmm. for what's oh, next. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I create my own ending because I'm so worked up by anxiety. Yeah. And the ending might not have been what I thought it was going to be, but I'm getting in my own way because of my thoughts. So I'm just trying to slow myself down enjoy the little things in life and whatever happens just let it happen from there i'm letting go control okay so (laughs) (laughs) um my therapist told Uh me um that i should try to start doing some meditation Mm -hmm. and listen to uh meditation music because see my daughter does it sierra Mm -hmm. every when i go in her room in the morning say goodbye to her she has this beautiful music going Mm -hmm. and um so i take um and of course, I'm being transparent again. I take a Xanax every night so I can sleep. So, because I have to, my mind needs to be quiet. I need yeah. to shut it down. Um, because if I don't, I won't get any sleep because my mind is racing. Mm-hmm. So she said, instead of doing that, um, I want you to start trying to meditate. So I told her that I would. But I'm going to be like perfectly honest right now. I have not done it thus far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has come to me several times. People have been asking me, and it's funny that you brought it up again because I thought about it the other day. But I'm just afraid that because my mind will never be quiet, um, it just never it's just never quiet, and I I can't get any sleep because it's running like a locomotive. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try it, and I'm gonna try to listen to this music that my daughter listens to because mm-hmm. it sounds very soothing. Um, but I'm I'm just afraid to do it because I don't think that I'm going to it will relax me enough to go to sleep. I used to do it a long time ago, but I have too much anxiety. And that's why I, I can't sleep. Have you tried yoga? Girl, let me tell you, I'm a great dancer. I love to dance. But that whole yoga thing, <laughs> he <laughs> laughing at me. I'm not, I don't, I'm not balanced enough to, I don't have that much balance, believe it or not, as much as I love to dance, to do yoga. But, it's not, but it's not about being, per- let me just say that, because, no, but just hear me out. I know, I know, you, I know, you, I know you got five stories already telling <laughs> Wait, it's not about being right or wrong, per se, with yoga. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's just, putting the attention to trying to do it because I'm, I don't know half those moves don't know what I've tried to really do it. But um, there is something about yoga that I had the best sleep I've ever had. Really? After doing yoga. I was done. I woke up that morning and said, whoo, I don't know if I got beat, robbed or bugged, but <laughs> I mean, she stretched me out. It, it, I feel like I really released a lot mm-hmm. and I slept so good. Now really? I'm not a, I'm not a big yoga fan. I'm more of a mixed fit dance yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Me. Um, but that yoga, it really made me like, huh? We're gonna try well, it. Yeah, we're gonna try it. But now, you have to probably like group try. It. It, it let yeah. her stretch it. She's missed at me with some kind of. I was like, wait, lady, you don't know from a learning <laughs> this is. Like, yeah. I was more like, <laughs> see what but, I mean? But then, but but once you get the craziness out your mind. It just try to enjoy it. This this quietness is what you need. Yeah, it's a quietness. So I, I am going to. Is it quiet in the room? Yes. Yes. Because the, the lights are down. down. And the lights are down. Because I have tried it several times. Well, we're not going to be able to do it together. Why? We're going to be talking. Because we're going to be laughing. <laughs> laughing. But, but I'm going to try the problem. You've got to be centered. You've got to be right. tried uh, out. Like, yeah. See, that's what you, you got to find your center. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh-huh. you know, I'm trying to date like, hmm, fine, relax. So. Close your eyes. So I'm trying to close my eyes, but I'm looking at everybody else to make sure I got my move. Because I'm all about movement. Because I always like my movements to be perfect. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, Marquita, 
um, at Bala Fusion has they have this new kickboxing class on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying I said to myself I was going to ask you if you wanted to go. I said you know mm-hmm. I'm going to oh, okay I'm going to start um, doing this um, kickboxing class because um, to get out a lot of tension. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that I'm going to start doing that. That's but um, I will. T- I, I mean I'm open to try the yoga again, but. Um, you know, they were like this, and they had the thing like that, and she was like this, and she was just doing it so perfect. I was stumbling all over the place and laughing at myself, disrupted the class because I could I was getting frustrated. You ever did it, Kevin? Oh, no, I never tried it, but Nikki. I've heard some good stories. Yeah. You've done it? Yeah. Did you like it, Nick? I loved it. Mm-hmm. They, they run you, they make you get a workout in mm-hmm. before you actually do the class. Oh, really? It's a lot of work, but it's good. So, well, let's try it. Okay. Right. But y'all just don't sit next to each other. You got to give each other. That's space. impossible. We're gonna you end up. You won't have time to really even. Oh really? Yeah, they're like girl Okay. We'll try. We'll try it. Yeah, because I, I already wanted to talk to you about ballroom dancing. Oh, um, I definitely wanted. I definitely want to do exercise. that. Yes, yeah, yeah. I definitely because I love to dance. I love. I'm tap going dancing. for the weight. Well, Lose that's fine. Weight. Yeah. I, I love tap tap dancing. I've always wanted to do ballroom dancing. Okay. Because you know that I I'm an amazing dancer. Yeah. All right, then. Oh, so, <laughs> we're going to take a quick commercial break and come back with a little bit more hot topics right before our next guest. We'll be right back. Let's face it. We'll be right back. Have you seen Dr. Roberts about that sore in your mouth? Nah, I'm sure it'll go away. But it's been weeks. It could be oral cancer. Mouth cancer? Yeah. I read that it's more common in African-American men than in any other group. All right, all right, I'll make an appointment. Do you have a tough guy in your house? Make sure he sees a doctor or dentist if he has a sore in his mouth that lasts more than two weeks. If it is oral cancer, it can be treated more successfully if it's caught early. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. Battles aren't won solely on the field. That's a common misconception. Battles are won within over enemies of fear, enemies of doubt. In that place where promises are kept. Promises to oneself. This is a physical training event. Promises to one's community. Healthy people move debris out of their house. Promises to one's country. In the heart of every Marine, you'll find a promise. A promise forever kept. A promise of Battles Won. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. It's a huge burden lifted financially. And so it allows you to give singular focus to your child. I've never known a hospital that takes care of their patients so thoroughly. That was the first thing I was like, how are we going to do this? When they told us that we didn't have to pay a single bill, I was like, wow. They pretty much have saved us. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. And now your focus is supporting this child. There is not another hospital like St. Jude. The patient care is unmatchable. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. 
it saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Everyone is talking about health care these days. America spends twice that of other developed countries on our health care system, yet our health ranks near the bottom. How can we stop spending so much and getting so little? Shifting to a system based on primary care can help fix the problem. Patients with a primary care doctor live longer, healthier lives and are less likely to suffer from cancer, heart disease, or stroke. Primary care that is comprehensive and coordinated also saves money. Patients who have a primary care doctor spend 30% less on health care than patients who don't. States with a high number of primary care doctors have lower health care costs and higher quality care. Primary care can help make America healthy again. To learn more about the benefits of primary care, visit www.healthisprimary.org. This message is brought to you by America's Family Physicians. And now, a message from the American Migraine Foundation. It's an absolute nightmare. I was terrified. It was like, your head's going to explode. Migraine is a disabling disease. Just all of a sudden couldn't see. Migraine has ruined my life. Absolutely terrifying. There's pain that does not stop. It's a throbbing, pulsing, banging, hammering feeling in your head. 36 million Americans suffer. I started getting migraines around five years old. Just takes over everything. I feel trapped by migraine. It hurts like my head's gonna like fall off. And the whole world around you stops. My world has gotten small. You feel like the world's closing in on you. There's nothing you can do. I had spent a year housebound. It's like you're trapped in your head. There's no escaping it. You can't leave your body. Don't suffer alone. Make your move against migraine. Visit AmericanMigraineFoundation.org to find help, learn more, and get connected. You're now listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Now back to the show. Welcome back. I'm still at the table with my girls Paula and Rhea. Hey. Hey. Oh, you want me a coat? Okay, well, so before our next guest calls, well, our final guest for the evening calls in, I have a question for you. And, and I know it's going to cause a big, date, a big debate. It's going to be that how women see things and how men see things, probably, knowing you, Paula. Me? Um, but I want to ask the question. So can friends, can friends have sex and keep it on that friendship level? Will that change everything? I know you're going to get into the whole women are emotional creatures. and Well... What? I, I just had this conversation um, with my girlfriend, um, Sarah and Maria. Uh-huh. And I was telling them that um, I feel as though today um, women are a lot different than they were many years ago when yes. it comes to sex. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I want women, especially, I'm not going to just say professional women, uh, women are not as emotionally attached like they used to be. Like okay. a long time ago, you'd be like, you have sex with dude, that's my boo. He's moving in. We just got the whole house, the whole everything. We got a relationship. You only have sex with him one time. Mm-hmm. Today, you know, a woman can go ahead and, you know, have sex with a dude. Deuces, I see you later. You do what you do. I'm going to do what I do, and we'll meet in the middle because right. I have my career and everything. You know what uh-huh. I mean? I'm not going to be calling you, hounding you, be like, Oh, well, where you at? I haven't heard from you. It's not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because women don't have to chase men like they used mm-hmm. to because they have so much confidence in themselves. 
go ahead. You know what I mean? And there's somebody else out there that I can kick it with. Mm-hmm. But if I just want to do you, I just want to do you. And, you know, sometimes that's it's it. the no dudes. That's the, the, right. It's the dudes that's getting attached because they can't understand how women are thinking today. Are you kidding me? You, you, you We just had sex and... You, you, you haven't even called me. Yeah. No, dude, I don't need to call you. You uh, see what I'm saying? <laughs> I just wanted to have that experience uh-huh. and just keep it moving. But a lot of women that I talk to are like that today. Um, it, it's just that's the way it is. It's a new thing. What you say, Ray? You, you got their face going. What's going I agree. On? I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't even say the new thing. I think the mm-hmm. professional women have been like this for a while. Uh-huh. Um, I think that some, the idea... The, the idea of what sometimes we see as a relationship has changed over time. Yes. Women are giving more to their career. Um, women know more of what they want. Men are not stepping up into the game. Mm-hmm. So we have flipped the game and made it work for ourselves. That's true. Right. They're not, the women are not um, as eager, what I'm finding too, to be attached. I went right. to this women's retreat mm-hmm. and, um, you know, there was, a, it was, a, it was, they were talking about abuse and uh, these women went through some, I want to talk about that as well, went through some, um, horrific things. You know, mm-hmm. I don't even know how they're still standing. But one of the things that I heard the women say, I never heard them say, you know, I need to be with a man. I, you know, I, I need the man in my life. All they were talking about was their girlfriends and how it was their friends that helped them through everything. And it was their friends that were their lifeline. Mm-hmm. They never mentioned about needing to hook up with a dude. I do. Yeah. You know, and oh. it's just funny how I'm listening to more and more women, and they're saying they like to go and have fun. You know, they like to date occasionally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do the slap and tickle, slap and tickle thing. Uh-huh. You know, and they hang out with their friends. Okay. Hey. All right. Well, you know what? Our, our, our guest of honor is on the line. He is called to ignite passion in the hearts and minds of individuals. Daryl Fletcher's presence is dynamic, and his energy is contagious. Daryl Fletcher seeks to help bring balance and purpose to the lives of his clients and audience. Daryl addresses topics of understanding purpose, entrepreneurship, and how to have healthy relationships. So please help me welcome to the show Mr. Daryl Fletcher. How are you, sir? Hey, Daryl. Hey. Hey, good evening, good evening. How's everybody doing tonight? We are doing wonderful. How are you doing? Oh, it's a beautiful day in my neck of the woods. I hope y'all ready. Buckle up your seats because it's about to get excited. That's oh, what we're talking about. That's, that's what, what we're talking about. about. So, so how did you get started <laughs> in this whole game of relationship coaching? How did you get started with it? Uh, I was a youth pastor for several years, and uh, as a youth pastor, I began to always working with families and relationships and uh, not only children, you know, the, the different dynamics between uh, you know, parents and teachers, or not parents, teachers, parents and kids, and then uh, sometimes I would just end up counseling the, the parents and their issues, and then I went through a divorce in 2010, and in that divorce, uh, I had to go through my own healing process, and a part of my healing journey was journaling, mm. and um, from from journaling, that's how my my book began to uh, come about, the Discussing the Beautiful, Get That, and Ugly of Couples, and so... Um, so within that, I was always helping people, and so the whole life coach thing was presented to me like, man, you need to tell your story and help people heal uh, from some of the things that you've gone through. So my mess became my message, and my mm. pain became my platform. So it just gave me an opportunity to help people, uh, you know, better themselves and redeem themselves from whatever they were going through as well. Awesome. Um, you know, Will and I, every time we see each other on, on the show and yeah. on the... <laughs> 
<laughs> on every time we teach it, we talk about relationships. Yes. And we were both single, trying to figure out how this love things go. She's no longer single. That is, I'm no longer <laughs> single. Um, but what do you see as some of the major issues in relationships? Um, what the, the relationship issues fall into three categories: uh, immaturity, selfishness, and unforgiveness. I don't care what a, a couple is dealing with. I don't care what a couple is facing. That it stems from one of those three areas. If it's a money issue, we're talking about selfishness or immaturity. If it's a uh, a case of infidelity, we're talking about uh, selfishness and immaturity. It's, I don't care if it's an inability to communicate. We're talking about uh, immaturity. So at the end of the day, when we when we look at the what people are going through in their relationships, uh, many times it comes from a place of selfishness. Hmm. It comes from a place of immaturity, and it comes from a place of uh, unforgiveness. Because if you have a, a couple that has been together for a while and they're experiencing some some challenges or going through some things, once somebody's not being forgiving of what they've gone through, or it could be a, a position of where somebody is doing something that they know the other part, partner doesn't like. So now they're just being selfish. And then many times, even from a standpoint of immaturity, we get into the pattern of dating and courting and relationship from our teenage years and never break those patterns in order to get us into a place of mature relationship. That's true. That's true. Okay. Sometimes we don't have good examples, too. But go ahead. Yeah, but I, I have a question. Oh, okay. So I just wanted to um, piggyback on what you just said. Um if I don't think that if you're having an issue in your marriage and I, and you're bringing up an issue that happened in the past, I don't think that you're you're bringing up the issue to make that person remember you did this to me. I'm not saying that you I didn't forgive you, but I want to make sure that you remember what you have done because a sin is a sin no matter what. And the thing of it is, you have to, my mom always told me, you have to bring some things back to people's remembrance because sometimes they forget and try to hold you to a higher standard than they hold themselves. So I don't think that it's not that you, to say that, oh, I, just because I'm bringing it up, I didn't forgive you. Yes, I forgave you, but let me make you remember what you did to me and put me in this particular predicament or make me feel the way I'm, that I I'm, felt. I, 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 I understand. I understand you completely. But let me ask you. Let me ask you this: What does bringing it to their remembrance, or like, let's say there's something that they did, and and you brought up the word sin. So I don't know. I don't. I think we kind of shifted a little bit because I didn't necessarily bring up something of sin. But at the end, in, in, at any rate, you know, if it, if the, the question, my question is, why or what purpose does it serve to keep reminding them? If they're if they're if they're making those efforts to make those changes, if they're making those efforts to to keep keep it moving, what purpose does it serve to you know re, to keep reminding them? Well, because okay, so if if you're being accusatory, of you're accusing someone of something or trying to bring up something that they have done, but it's like you have amnesia, like you never did anything or you never brought any hurt in the relationship. And everybody's just pointing the finger. You're just pointing the finger at that one person all the time. Sometimes you have to bring that up because they have to remember because you forget when you say you're like a, you did something too. Right. Exactly. Well, that, I think that was sometimes stem from a standpoint of unresolved issues. 
Mm. Um, many times we, we, we bring stuff up because we, we, we have moved on, but we haven't healed from it. Mm. And just because time has passed and just because we have moved on, many times people don't necessarily heal. Yeah. And so one of the things that I teach and, and, and display with a lot of my clients is only wounds that are unhealed will cause pain. And if, if you're having to keep it, bring, bring it back up, then that wound may not actually be healed. You may have told me physically or verbally that, you know, we good, but at the end of the day, uh, you may have not. And so you really may have not forgiven yourself or forgiven that person uh, to actually begin to move on in, in order to say, hey, I'm healed from this. There's no reason for, for us to bring it up. Now, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying, you know, but I was coming from a, a different perspective of, of you know, of, of, from the standpoint of forgiveness. Well, I mean, I'm just saying because, you know, you have some people in a relationship that think that they've done nothing wrong. And, like, they have, they don't remember what they've done, you know what I mean? And they want to hold you to a higher standard than they hold themselves. So that's why I'm saying sometimes, you know, even my, you know, I got this from my mother as well. Sometimes you have to remind them because they forget. And, they, and people do try to hold you to a higher standard than they hold themselves when you have made a mistake or done something because they forget about what they've done and the pain that they have inflicted on you. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It but sounds, at the same time, like stuck in neutral. sometimes if, if, you you keep re, if you keep reliving something yeah. and it, you, you, you bring, it's, it's kind of like digging up a dead body. You know, uh, and even we, we, nobody's perfect. No. And, you know, to keep reminding somebody saying, hey, you did stuff too. Hey, you did stuff too. That, that, I, I find that counterproductive in the relationship because if you, if that's something that you, you, you keep have to bringing it up and bringing it up and bringing it up, then that's just, that's just, that's like being an anchor on the relationship from us moving on. Yes, they have done something and yes, they may try to hold you. To a higher standard than what you have done or what they have done but at the end of the day it's important that we just address the issue resolve the issue and then grow from that issue okay okay well, that was a good that was yeah. a good message yeah. so so what's your best relationship advice that was good right there but what's your, what, what would be your best relationship advice address your inner conflict Address your inner conflict. That would be my best relationship advice to anyone. Uh, many times we get into a position of projection. And what that projection basically looks like is you, it kind of goes back to what, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. What was your name? To Paula. Paula. Mm -hmm. Paula, yes. Uh, kind of goes back to what we, we were just talking about. Many times we have an inward conflict that we project in a relationship. Uh, so if, we're, if you're not willing to address your childhood issues, your issues uh, from different relationships, and really put those on the table, I have something that I say to a lot of my clients, you will never conquer what you're not willing to confront. And so many times we have situations where we are in a relationship and those, those things begin to come up in those relationships from past relationships. So you start treating Fred, but uh, the way, you know, Johnny, because of the way Johnny treated you. And so because you never really resolved the issues with Johnny, now you're treating Fred a certain way because you really never resolved those issues. 
So my best bit of relationship advice is really to is really be ready to do the inner work of on yourself while you're single or while you while you're not in a relationship uh, to prepare you for a relationship. I have currently going on right now a 30-day challenge uh, with single ladies, uh, 30 questions that you need to ask yourself if you think you're ready for love. Because many times we think we're ready for love, but we're not ready for love. We're just tired of being alone. So doing that inner healing, doing that inside work is so important because what that looks like is we start having conversations and really just start blaming, blaming that person when they didn't really know what was going on. They don't even know what they did wrong because what it is is it's just a deeper wound from somebody else that hurt hurt them before. Okay. So where can I find those thirty questions? <laughs> <laughs> you can find those thirty questions uh, uh, if you text five 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 eight eight eight. Ready. Uh, if you text the word ready for love, ready f o r love. All one word, no spaces, to the number 555-888. That will enter you into the 30-day challenge, and it will give you the list of all the different questions. The, the, the key strategic thing of it is many people try to just go through those, rush, rush through those 30 questions and, 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 and get it over with. It's set up and designed to do it day by day because it's a moment of reflection. There is, some, once again, some inner healing that has to take place within you. So it may not be resolved in five days. If you try to work through all those questions um, and, and just get it over and say, okay, yeah, I'm ready for love. No, that's the problem that we have a lot of times. We're trying to rush the process. You can't rush the process because if you rush the process, uh, if you know anything about cooking, if, 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 you, if you whip it and it's supposed to be stirred, then that's, that's going to mess up the process. Mm. If, you, if, you, if you crunch it and it's supposed to be uh, uh, mint, then that's going to mess up the process. So at the end of the day, as we're preparing for relationships in our single moments, as we're preparing for relationships you know, when we're young, we don't want to rush the process. So at the end of the day, that's one of the reasons why even God talks about us you know, uh, being uh, in, in union with one another. And, and the Bible says that Adam and Eve were naked and, ash and unashamed in front of each other because it was such a pure moment. And so now uh, we, we want to begin to perpetuate that pure, pure moment. But because of the fall, because of sin, we have all this stuff and we have uh, parents. We have other relationships that we tainted ourselves with. So we got all this junk that we're dealing with and we're not willing to address that junk and actually process that junk. Then what actually ends up happening is we bring in more junk into our relationship and into our lives. Daryl, we have um, viewers who want you to repeat the number so they can get those 30 questions. Okay. Text, text the number 555-888, keyword, ready for love, all one word, no space. Okay. Awesome. And you'll get a link. Click that link, register, and then you'll, day by day, you'll get a new video and a new question every day from me uh, that you can begin the process. So um, this is Raya again. What's the best way to Ray? Hey, Ray. <laughs> it's Raya. It's okay. Hey. Oh, um, Raya. Raya. Yeah. I'm sorry. Raya. Um, who needs a relationship coach? <laughs> who needs a Who needs a relationship coach? I would say that the, the typical answer would be everybody needs a relationship coach. But 
that I will have to un, uh, change that and say anyone that is serious about dating and serious about having a committed relationship. Mm-hmm. Because let's think about it. Any, 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 everything in our lives has some form of instruction. Before you get your license, you get, you get a, a book of instruction and tells you the ins and outs, what to do, how to do, when to do, what to do, when to make the left turn, when to put on your signal light, all these different things. And it comes up with some form of instruction. If you think about going through school, you have someone that is there to help you along the way. They're called a teacher. They're called mentors. They're counselors, principals, and even coaches. When you think about, uh, you know, your job, there's a human resources department. There's even a trainer there. There's a supervisor that's there to help you to go through the process. And so as we think about relationships, who do we have that helps us in relationships? Who do we have the go-to person that says, hey, this is what I'm experiencing emotional. Am I wrong for experience, uh, feeling this or uh, what, what do I need to do? And many times people would say, well, our parents. But here's the challenge with some of our parents. Many of our parents have gone through relationships, roller coasters, ups and downs, ins and outs, mm-hmm. and they haven't healed. Exactly. And because they haven't healed, their filter is a little bit different or their filter may be a little bit biased. So at the end of the day, it's important that people who want to have a healthy thriving relationship, people who may be in a relationship and they may be going through some ins and outs. They may not be talking to one another. They may be experiencing a time of silent treatment and they really want to know how can I get through this particular silent treatment? Why is my wife not talking to me? Why does my boyfriend does this one when I want him to do this? Why, why does he not pay attention to me? Why all these different things? So you have all these different questions going on in your head. And so what a real relationship coach helps you do is, we help individuals unpack the stuff that they have gone through and the stuff that they are experiencing, whether it be from childhood or whether it be from previous relationships. I help people improve the quality of their relationships. If you're single, then guess what? This is the best time to get a relationship coach. Why? Because you don't find love, you attract it. Mm. And so if you're out going out looking for love, then uh, then you're going out, going about it the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You should be attracting love because watch this. People who are in healthy places in their lives, they are always attracting beautiful things. They are always attracting positive things in their life. But sometimes we have that inner conflict. We have an, in, in, a, in, an inward imbalance. I just did a, a, a single conference in Miami uh, last month, and it was a group of single ladies. And I asked them this question. I asked them, I asked them to do an exercise. Write, all the, write a list of things that you want in a man, that everything that you want in a man. So they wrote this list about 10 things. And then so some of the women began to regurgitate and, and, and repeat the list. And they were great things and positive things. And so I asked them the question. I said, did you ever positively affirm these things that you want in a man? And so they were kind of confused when I used the term positively affirmed. They were like, well, what do you mean? Have you ever said that these are the things that I want in a man? Positively. And most of the women in the audience said no. And so, but I said, have you ever negatively affirmed what you wanted in a man? And they said, well, I don't understand that either. And so my response was, have you ever made this statement? Why can't I find a guy that's loyal? 
Why can't I find a God that, that's, that's financially stable? Why can't I find a God that's faithful? Why can't I find a God that's, that's, that's integrity? See, that's a negative affirmation or negative uh, assimilation of what you positively desire. You're saying, why can't I find, rather than saying, I'm positively affirming, this is what I'm looking for, this is what I want to into a man. So as a relationship coach, I shed light and give people insight on how to do those things in their relationship and in their lives to attract the love they deserve and the love they desire. Okay. Okay, I have a two-part question. I'm going to ask you this. Um, is love achievable in today's society? Is that what you told me? Is love oh, I'm achievable? Sorry. I, I read the wrong question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me get to the right question. What's the best way to improve? Okay. To, what is the best way to improve the quality of your relationship? What is the best way to improve the quality of your relationship? Well, I would have to revert back to the way I answered my best relationship advice. Doing the inner work and the inner healing. The, the best way to improve the quality of your relationship is one, being honest with yourself. If you're not willing to be honest with yourself about your junk, about your baggage, about who you are really at the core, not who you want people to believe you to be, but who you are at the core. If your junk stinks, junk stink, call it out. My junk stinks and I need to work on it. It's just that simple. Because when, you, when you're at that moment of honesty, we can't hide anymore. Uh, Jay-Z just did a, uh, he just released an album called 444. And he had these little videos that he was talking about. And if, uh, you know, he was talking about his moment of honesty, his moment of truth. See, when he got to the point where he couldn't lie to not only himself anymore, but lie to the people around him, that's when change took place mm. in his life. And when everything came to head at 4.44 in the morning, I couldn't hide anymore. I couldn't tell any more lies. I had to be truthful with myself. And, it, it, and see, here's the thing. It was counterintuitive for me to be truthful with myself because I've been taught all this, all this time that men are supposed to do like this and women are supposed to be like this and men are supposed to be like this and women are supposed to be like that. But all the while, that was a farce. All the while, that was an elusive reality that I was trying to live up to something that really wasn't even meant to be lived up to. So when I came to my moment of truth at 4 o'clock, 4.44 in the morning, when I came to my moment of being honest where I couldn't hide it anymore, I couldn't tell any more lies, I couldn't lie to myself, and I couldn't lie to the people who were around me, that was the point that my relationship changed. And so if we as people, as individuals, get to the point where we are honest about ourselves. And so what, that's part of the 30-day challenge that I talk about. One of the questions in, in, in that 30-day challenge is, I ask, do you hold grudges? Because if you hold grudges, then and technically, you're not ready for a relationship because there are roller coasters of a relationship, ups and downs, in and out. They're going to do stuff that you don't like. They're going to do stuff that you that you don't too much care for. They're going to do a whole bunch of stuff. But at the end of the day, if you are willing to let go and move on and heal from it, then you have an opportunity to experience greatness in that particular relationship. Wow. Daryl, you have given us a word. wonderful yes. mini-seminar workshop. I'm a little discouraged. I, all your messages seem to be geared towards the women, though. I don't understand why the brothers don't get no love from you. 
Because we need help guys, too. But that was my question. I was going to ask him, why don't men like going to therapy or seeing a life coach? That's negative. But That's me, that negative. is not negative. They don't. But why is it always the women? Yeah, have and to and be I would have to agree with her. That is that, 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 yes, that is Because you just statement. want women to go uh, to therapy. Then, but no, it's always the women have to be this. The women need to be this. Work on past baggage. And, you know, she has to have herself together. No, no it, it, it's, but, it's men too. It's but they men focus too. more on the oh, women than men. It, but they focus more, I think sometimes they focus more on women. You should do this to track the right person. You gotta make sure you're whole, you're complete. And I think sometimes men are left out in regards to the work they have to do in order to be ready for right, a relationship. Because, right, that is true because the, the men always think they have to, because they, they'll be like, well, you're crazy. You're the one that have the problem. You need to fix this. You need to fix that. You need to do this, thus, Are we stuff. generalizing again? I, I don't know, but I'm just still trying to figure out why men do not like to go to therapy. And why they just think that it's having another person telling them what it is that they need to fix about themselves that they can't, a man can't handle can, that. Can, 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 I, can, I, can I answer that question? Yes, darling. Yes. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. It is, it is, I, I would agree with you um, to, because typically uh, it is not men that want to go to counseling. It's not men that actively pursue. I will have to kind of shift a little bit to some standpoint. You know, it's always women, they always tell them I'm not sure what's wrong with the sound. Yeah. Are you going to put cuddle? Yeah. Must be bad connection. We have a bad connection. Yeah. Yeah. Are you mobile? Are you driving or something? No, I'm, I'm sitting on the... better now? A little bit. Yeah. Okay, it's clearing up now. A little bit. Yeah. yeah okay. So so that is a marketing tactic that is used by many different people within within my profession and things of that nature. Because they want to play on the emotional side of it. But I will say this. I do find it more often that men don't want to go to counseling or go to a coach or that thing uh thing but men respond to relationship coach or coaching better than they do counseling mm -hmm. and here's one of the reasons why men are typically when we are reared what happens is if we fall down and 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 and, and hurt ourselves one of the first things that they will tell a young man to do is get up brush yourself off don't cry get yourself up don't don't cry. You better not cry. So we have been conditioning our young men and men all along to not get in touch with their feelings or their emotions. If I'm hurt, I can't show it. Mm -hmm. If I'm bothered, I can't tell anybody. If I'm if I don't know, I don't ask for directions. I, I don't stop for directions. So it has been ingrained in us from mm -hmm. a, a, a little person to not resort to help if we need help so that's one of the reasons behind it but also it's the whole thing of testosterone within itself what testosterone does for men it gives men a certain assertiveness and with that certain assertiveness what that does is it causes us to think that not only don't we we don't need help but i know everything already yes that is true mm -hmm. Okay. So that's where that comes from, 
And when we get honest with ourselves once again, uh, whether it be male or female, we need to understand that everyone needs a little bit of help sometimes, especially when you're dealing with emotional challenges or emotional baggage. And as you, the more honest you are, honest you are with yourself, the better results you have an opportunity to experience. If you were crushed as a little boy, or if you experienced some challenges as a little child and went through some things, address it, talk about it, get in touch with the emotional side of it so that you can actually deal with it. Because if you don't deal with it, it will deal with you. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Daryl, man, can you please share your contact information for people who want to get in contact with you, work with you, seek your services? How can they get in contact with you? Uh, they can get in contact with me through our website, Love Logistics Circle, Love Logistics with an S, circle.com. Uh, on social media, it's Love Logistics across all platforms. On Twitter, it's underscore Love Logistics. Instagram, Love Logistics, Facebook, Love Logistics Circle. And that is a unique platform where uh, we help individuals, couples, and singles to improve the quality of their relationships through tools, resources, and just all the different things that they can do in order to help themselves heal from the inside out and begin to attract the love that they deserve and the love that they desire. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really enjoyed the information. Thank you. you got a wealth of information. Thank you. It's good. We really appreciate it. Thank you. My really pleasure. Good. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Have a good evening. All right. All right. That was good. Did he fix y'all? Huh. Did he fix you? I don't it's know. the men. Now I know I just have more issues. So, you know. You'll get there. But I, don't think I might have to skip perfect. this cuffing season. But I'm just, I don't think anybody's perfect going into, the, into a relationship. I think you find that person that's willing to support you in your mess. Mm-hmm. So I think every outside looking, I, I can say, oh, my God, I can't believe that person found someone. But there's somebody out there for everybody. So if you don't have to be perfect. Just be you. And somebody's going to accept you so for I'll you. So just keep experimenting until I find the person. I don't think right. that's how that works. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you missed a key point. I don't think that's how that works. Uh, but okay. you do, I, I am in agreement. You do have to find somebody that will accept you. you from you, that gets, gets you, yeah. that will accept you for your fault. And willing to work with because you. Because you know what I'm finding about people? What? Is that when people do stuff, they want you to forgive them. You know what I mean? And But when, when it's vice versa, they will forget that you forgave them and don't, and don't know how to forgive you. But everybody wants forgiveness, but they don't know how. Some people don't know how to forgive. That's true. I'm finding true that. Statement. True yes. statement. Okay, so I have a question for you again. Another question. Let's do this. Is your significant other entitled to your social media passwords in a committed relationship? Do you think? I don't want anybody's passwords. You don't want them? No, I don't. I don't know. Why? Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) So, This is about to get good. So, um, um, I have been, and I'm be honest, like, you know, you know how people check your phone and Mm -hmm. you know your spouse check your phone, track you, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll drive you crazy. You understand what I'm saying? It will drive you absolutely positively crazy. So, whatever you do, I. You're doing whoever you're talking to. You're talking to. I don't want to have your passwords. I I don't want to go on your phone and see what it is that you're doing. 
um, because at the bottom, the bottom line to the issue, you're going to do what you want to do regardless. You're going to hide it the way you want to hide it regardless. I may never find it. So I don't, I don't, why would I need your password? What am I looking for? What is, the, what is the issue of having your password? That's an interesting way of looking at it. That was very interesting. Very interesting. Very creative. Thank you. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Did you like it? I did. I liked it. You liked it? Yeah, he yeah. said he liked it. Hmm. Okay. What about you? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, she, bought, I bought that um, cup of Generation X and Millennial. Okay. <laughs> oh, you okay. Generation X? Yeah. I'm on that. I'm on. I'm at. You in the middle? I'm at the end of Generation X where the Millennial starts. So I'm in that. I'm in that middle piece. Oh, okay. So what that means then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I I I do want passwords, but let me just say this: I just want access, not that I'm going to use it. I think that what do we we are. If we are gotten to the point in our relationship that we have saying that we're going towards marriage, mm-hmm. and I'm not just saying, you know, we're just together, but if we're leaning towards marriage and we're sharing about banking accounts, I don't want your bank account password, but if we're open about our finances and everything else, what is social media? If I have access or if I, we have a joint account together, we are buying houses together, we're buying cars, we're building something together why can I not have your social media account? I think that's a blip, a small blip in so much more that we're building together. So if I see you as my lifelong partner, I mean, I just, I mean, give me everything. But, okay, so what happened to the Privacy Act? So just because you're married, you, you're you not subject to the Privacy social Act? Social media is not privacy. So you can I tell mean, you the, can put it no, on no, no. private. But my so. whole thing is you can share your information to the world, but you can't share it with me. I have to be your friend to see this? Like, or are we, like... My whole I mean, day. no, I want, I'm going to accept you as a friend on my Facebook, but I don't need you to have my... Why would I have to have you have my password? Okay, let's say somebody passes away. Mm-hmm. You can have no access to anything. Like you, I mean, if you want to post something or whatever situation may be, you can't do that because you don't have the person's social media. You can't if you can't go to Verizon and say, this person, my husband has died. Can I get in their phone? They don't give you that information. Facebook is not going to give you any information either. So it's just... It's not that I'm going to check it, but it's just one of the things that let me have it. So do you think no. not providing your social media passwords means that you're hiding something? No, absolutely not. I mean, okay, because I work in insurance, mm-hmm. okay? So you, if if we were married and you call and I, you're on my plan, mm-hmm. okay, and you called, I called, and I said, well, I want to find out on data service, Will wants to see Dr. Peanut Butter and Jelly, mm-hmm. and I want to know what he wants to see Dr. Peanut Butter and Jelly for. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you as a customer service rep that even though Will is on your plan, uh, Mrs. Beckett, I'm not able to give you that information because of the Privacy and Confidentiality Act. And then I, we get, well, he's on my plan and I pay for the insurance. I understand that. Mm-hmm. He's on your plan, you pay for the insurance, but I'm still not able to give you that information unless you um, fill out a designated agent form. And there's some people that will not fill out a designated agent form because they don't want their wife calling. But what does that have to do with social media? It's still, but because it's still the, it's still private. It's still your, your right to give somebody information to your things. If you don't want them to have it, that doesn't mean I'm hiding anything. It's just that I don't want you to have it. But just I like I don't want you to else. have my cookie. But, but I'm just saying, I can have everything. This is the, this is the thing that, that, that kills me about like, sometimes. I don't... 
we were talking about sex, and let me know if I'm getting no. Just no. no we're not talking about sex. I'm about to bring up something about sex. I want to bring up. Always wants to talk about sex. I know. I want to bring up a scenario. So just look at me if I'm going too far. Too far. Okay, I got you. Just for just right, right for your services. That's like what people say. I'm going to have sex with somebody, but I'm not going to engage in this particular act. Mm-hmm. Well, so let's say some people are say, well, you know, I, um, I, I will do oral sex, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm not, you know, I'm a virgin. I'm going to save myself to marriage. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're willing to do certain things with somebody, but when it comes but, okay. to some of the smaller things that really matter, that you're not willing to do it. For example, but that's their. What happened to the, your right, though? You have your a right, right, but but if you're say till death do us part, I am. I have pushed out your children. You have seen my insides and outs. I have been sick. You have taken care of me. I, you have access to my financial information. Mm-hmm. You have access to my car, my family, my everything. Yeah. What, is, what is social what, what media? Is, and a, and a, unless and you a, just need this one area where you can be a mess. Is that what you say? <laughs> no, <but laughs> where you, you can like, be a mess. I, but you ain't got to worry about it. Yeah. Like, what no, but why? But, but what I'm saying to it, why does it have to be so much emphasis on that? Like, People go crazy because I I need this password. I really like, think, like, like you said, not that you would use it. I really think if there was, if it was even open, because for a while in my relationship, it was unlocked, right? Um, and it wasn't an issue. It's not like they went in, but it's like when you everything's locked. You know, you put the phone down. Two seconds later, you got to lock everything up again. Where you start thinking, well, what are they? What are they hiding? So, and I just think to to erase any type of um, suspicion. Why not say, well, you know, you can have this. So we never know what may come up. So what if I say that if, I'm sorry, what if, so, and I'm not doing anything. I'm innocent as innocent can be. But I'll be like, no, I just don't want you to have my password. So are you going to start accusing me and, and making, telling your my own, like why? I learned in this, in our management class, telling your own story. And once you tell your own story, then you're saying, to, you, you, you've made up the story like, okay, she doesn't want to give me a password. Why doesn't she want to? So that means to tell me that my wife is having an affair because she doesn't. Now you have told yourself this horrific story. Now you believe it. But now my you have is, why not? Your why? Because yeah. I'm telling you, I don't want you to have it. And why can't that be good enough? And, and, and what the and hell? Let's, and let's be clear. <laughs> that's that's okay, not good enough. What do you say? I understand both perspectives. Uh, I do. I do. Oh my it's, god. It's, it's really Thank like a you. dilemma. Somewhat okay. of like this little social media thing where, I, yeah, you should have the passwords. Do you really need it? It's kind of like an insecurity thing. I feel where okay. some people, I can get, maybe they might need it, maybe they don't. I think it just depends on the person. I think the bottom line is trust. What am I going to do with this whole social, okay, I get your account information. Mm-hmm. If I want to post something on your line, if I'm your friend, I can post whatever I want to. If I'm your friend, I can see whatever I want to see anyways. Your password just says, I have access to do something, to see something. But why can't? Why do you have to do something on my damn but page? But I'm not doing something on your page. <laughs> why do you have to go? But that's what you're they saying. See no, you're not saying that. They want to see if you're creeping because you could have something. So like, what? Okay, so that's the bottom line to the not. issue. So I, so okay, I you're saying that trust it's not, is so the underlying fact. So I, so if I tell you no, if you're saying that it's not that, you're saying I trust you. But I said okay, so you should be good when I tell you. No, you can't have it because now you're not. Now you're telling your own story. I'm not telling a story. I just so asked you for password. And I'm telling you so, no. Okay, and that's fine. 
duly noted. But that does not mean I create a story. I just said you said no. Okay, point taken. That's now you're gonna retaliate against no, me. No, I'm not. So you're gonna be good with it. But no, it is. But you see what I'm going right? I know what you're saying. But I'm saying creating a story means you're cheating. You're doing X, Y, Z. That's that's what I'm saying. But I'm not creating a story. I just made a mental note. There are things that happen day to day. Like oh, he changed his routine up. There are some things you just might need to pay attention to. What is so like for me? Social media is not a big deal, but for this millennial generation, social media is life or death for them. Mm-hmm. So you have access to my password. You know more about me if, by hanging out with me than you do on my social media account. So you have my password. It's just ne- neither here nor there. So so you have my password, so you can go go into what do y'all call that thing? Snapchat, chat, snap. Yeah, what is Snapchat. it called? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what you call it. But, when but I, I think if there was not, if you weren't concerned with something being or them finding something, it wouldn't be an issue. I think that you just, I think a person who's so concerned about having their privacy is, is, is doing something. It's social media. I'm not. If you would give me and a bank account, like but, like share, but I used to think like that. But I don't. I don't and everything else, but, but you won't like give. But I can take money out your account, but I can't get your social media. Like that is something's very odd here. Okay, so now what? I, I, see me. Uh-huh. If it's gonna be like that, I'm gonna shut <laughs> gonna it all. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Then. I'm shutting it all down. Well, you know what I mean? uh-huh. I'm shutting it all down. <laughs> yeah. I can drive your cars, I'm, eat your food. Yeah. Like password. Mm-mm. Right. But you ain't going over there. Because because now you, now okay. you're saying that you don't. So the bottom line to the issue, right? The bottom line to the issue is that. You're checking up on your man and you don't trust him. I'm insecurity. not checking. It's not insecurity. Right. So why can't odd. you say? Why can't you say no if he you says whatever no. you want to say? Duly noted. Right, and it's gonna right, but it's gonna bring a it's red not flag. Be an issue. It's, it's gonna be a red flag. It's gonna be noted. What she means a red flag. Red, noted. Red flag. <laughs> I have a question. Sure. Uh huh. Do you give the information to your significant other or spouse voluntarily, or you wait until they ask? Ask. I would say ask. Yeah, I would say ask. I've never asked. I mean, this is very. I've, I mean, I've never either. asked anybody for their password, so I don't know what the conversation. I mean, was if somebody mean, offered me the passwords, my mom's gonna say, "Well, you got another account somewhere." <laughs> 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 I saw that in a movie. But you know, <laughs> what movie was that? That was um, um, why did I get married too? Oh, okay. And then the phone started Ooh. ringing. Oh, Angela, that was oh Angela yeah, Angela yeah, and the yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, she made him do that though because she was taunting him, but he wasn't ever doing anything. He wasn't doing anything. She was just so insecure. What happens when there's hiccups, there are hiccups in your relationship, and this person has all the information? You've heard the horror stories of people mm-hmm. having problems in the marriage or the relationship, and they have all your information. Then they go out there and put information online about you. That just happens. To uh, right, and that, and that happens. Oh, well, let me explain. People do some crazy oh, things. When they're upset with you, right? You know, and, and people tell right when they when they're mad, and you know, people will try to um, run you into the ground and make you out to be the tiller the hun when they're mad, and you know, people will come after you with a vengeance because they're angry with you, right. and you know, you have to think to yourself, this is a person that once, so they say, loved me. Mm-hmm. Then you're turning around and you're just coming for me to hurt me with a vengeance. You have to question yourself and say, did you ever love me? Because the bottom line for me, the relationship, if we're not going to be together, let's, let's separate, let's divorce, and you do you and do me. Don't bring any harm to me. 
don't try to hurt me because we're already hurt already. But to go after somebody with a vengeance is wrong. It, it's just totally, to me, it's just wrong. And I, I'm agreeing with what Nikki is saying. All right, man. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. We were going to take a commercial break. We're not going to take one because we're, we're running out of time. Yeah. Now, I definitely wanted to get in my intimate expression so I can sure. dig deep into your souls. Ooh, I can do my Ian Levenzant routine. I wanted to ask you two ladies. Sure. Um, my first question, I want to ask you two. Um, so what do you think, well, no, okay, what do you think has stayed the same about you throughout your life, and then what do you think has changed? Um, my rebellious spirit has been the same. Your rebellious spirit? Yes. You're rebellious. Am I? Is she? Am no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, against the system? Against what? Um... <laughs> I figure out what. I've never known you to be rebellious. I clean up. Um, well. I don't know. You clean up I well. I clean up very well. But no, I mean I'm gonna do what I want to do when I want to do. Really? It. Absolutely. And um, okay. I'm okay with that. Um, and sometimes it's wait, wait the consequences, and just say you know I can take a, take an L for that. And I'm okay with that. Really? I can. Okay. I've been like that since day one. No, don't touch. My first word was no. First sentence was no, don't touch me. And I have been like that ever since. Like, I know what I want, and, you know, mm-hmm. that's just been me. But what has been, what has changed over time is um, probably how I see people in relationships. And I think I'm turning into a, a, going into that softer side of me a little bit. Really? Okay. So I'm not just, everything in life is just not black and white. It's just a, definitely some gray. Mm-hmm. And then um, just trying to work on building more healthier relationships. Really? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know you were rebellious. Yes. Okay. Paula? Ask me again. Paula, what do you think has stayed the same about you throughout your life, and what do you think has changed? Um, the way I love has um, definitely stayed the same, um, has grown a little more. What has changed um, in my life recently is how I see and view myself. Um, I have um, gotten a lot of self-confidence, um, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what I what I enjoy. Um, I have a better understanding of life and how to handle situations better because I was always very emotional. Mm-hmm. So I know how to, I'm learning to, to learn how to process things better, to get a better understanding and to deal with them better not on an emotional le- level but on a l- level where I, you can be reasonable um, with what's coming my way so um, I've grown a lot um, in that aspect mm, okay so what do you attribute that to mostly and so is that an experience is that mainly it's getting ex- older it's well, getting older um, trying to to alleviate a lot of stress okay. um, therapy mm-hmm. And um, looking for always a positive outcome in a negative situation because I always believe that there's always something positive in anything. Mm-hmm. We can always have a positive outcome in anything if we really want it. And that's, that's, that's where I am right now. You know, I'm all about, I, I don't want to be selfish, but I'm looking for self-gratification and happiness for myself. You know, in order to be happy as a unit, you have to be happy with yourself. With yourself. So just finding myself. Okay. And um, that's it. Good answer. 
Do you have an answer for that? Uh, over time, mm-hmm. really, you know, I haven't really learned too much. I've just gotten into a relationship game not too long ago. Really? It, yeah. Is it your first? It was my first. I was, okay. It wasn't a successful one, you know, but I did learn from it. You know, okay. Learn about myself as well. You know, I can get over certain people. Uh-huh. I can make myself happy without uh-huh. another person. I'm starting to learn that stuff too. So, yeah, it's a little bit. Okay. Here and there. All right. I don't know. It's hard mm-hmm. to ask a question and then think about it. <laughs> right. And this is a, to me, I commend you on being able to think on your feet that fast. I can't think of something. What has stayed the same about me throughout my whole life? My ambition, my desire to want to be the best. Um, I've been pretentious my whole life. Um, I've always been, um, I think I've had a, a, um, a misguided view of what success looks like. And I think that's from examples growing up. So what's changed is my, my perception of what success looks like. Because um, I've driven myself crazy trying to look like the success that I thought success looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm still, in my, at my age now, still um, trying to get to the point where I appreciate what I have, appreciate what I've accomplished. And I hear people all the time tell me that they, they think that I do pretty good. You um, do? Yeah. yeah, so I'm just trying to get to the point right now. So I, 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 trying to learn and appreciate myself and who I am. Mm-hmm. That's what's, what's changed. So my last question for you, ladies, is what advice might you give others about growing older? Well, I guess I need to answer that first since I'm the oldest one out of the bunch, right? I, um, the one takeaway that I could give everybody what I've learned um, is that because I was very immature mm-hmm. for my age, and I think I still am, but one of the things that I have learned um, is, and I say it all the time, is that you have to learn how to enjoy yourself by yourself. Mm. Um, you're never lonely. You make yourself lonely. You're never alone. Um, because once you really find yourself and get in tune with yourself, you find a lot of joy and you're able to live. Um, and that's one of the things that I think that it's hard for everybody to do because a lot of people I find don't know how to love themselves. But once they do, you will come into this glorifying emerging um, that um, you just find a brand new, um, it's just a brand new life. Once you open up their eyes and take that veil off and see yourself for really the wonderful person that you are, flaws and all. Um, mine would be um, it's going to come together. It's going to come together. Life is going to come together. I know that, you know, a lot of times we sell kids this fairy tale dream of how life is going to be. You have this Cinderella story. You're going to have, you know, these somebody come sweep you off your feet. But life is, is going to get messy. Mm-hmm. And life is going to look like it's more falling apart than you, than you think it's coming together. Mm-hmm. But if you trust in God and mm-hmm. you trust the process, yeah. it's going to come together. Okay. Bit by bit, slow moments, but you just got to let go, trust, mm-hmm. and just let things happen. And I think to add to that, it doesn't happen at the same rate for everybody. Right. So right. comparing yourself to other people, that can hinder your progress and your right. growth as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For mine, um, I think mine's twofold. Again, it's very pretentious. I mm-hmm. think you always hear people when you're coming up, they're saying, you know, take care of yourself. You only get one body. And I used to be the person who I was like, okay, that's just somebody old telling me. But I can see that um, looking back, I think last week I was saying to 
drawn on them that about regret. And they were saying, well, you shouldn't regret things. But there are a lot of things I look back on and I totally regret. Mm-hmm. I regret. I regret that I didn't drink more water. Um, I regret that I didn't take my, my blood pressure medicine when I was younger because then I went into renal failure. Um, so taking care of yourself, I would tell you to moisturize so that you don't get skin, so that you don't have to get Juvederm and things like that from wrinkles. So take care of your body because you truly do indeed only get one. And I think the second thing would be to um, take advantage, I always hear, you know, take advantage of every opportunity that's afforded you. I was stubborn. Me, that's why my brother, me and my brother, night and day, I love him to death, but we were given, I was the oldest, so I was given the opportunity first. But, you know, when my mom said take piano lessons, I thought that was corny. Um, he took it, and, you know, on his part-time, he pays for a church making $500 a week. Um, we got the same opportunities to go to college. My grandmother had paid for mine in advance through that thing when you're a baby. I went to school, and of course we know my story. I've told it several times. I blew my money. Um, wanted to live like I was in my apartment, staying in the dormitory, and just wanted to be best dressed on campus. So those type things. Take advantage of the opportunities that are afforded you, because they would definitely you know, pay off in the long run. Do you have anything to say about that? Oh, no, no, no. Y'all had some really insightful okay. questions. <laughs> all right. I'm just all digesting right. it all. You know? You're digesting it? Yeah. What about you, Nikki? Stuff. Any advice about growing older? Just live. Just live. Just live. Just yeah, live till you're dead, I guess. But, you know, one thing I want to add to yours is um, to make sure you take care of your mental health. We always forget right. about yes. that mental health. And that's what my be, research papers yeah, on mental you, illness. You have to, and that's important. That's People important. like to shy away from that. But the thing of it is, is that mental health helps you with your physical being. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't realize that until I started going to therapy. And um, it does make you feel better when you take care of that part. It, Was there a time when you were, like, embarrassed or you were apprehensive about going to therapy? In our communities, kind of like. Right. I, I mean, I, I wasn't, I, but I knew something was wrong. Something, mm-hmm. I was feeling weird. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I was telling uh, my husband. I, I wasn't feeling it myself. Something was wrong. I don't know if I was having a midlife crisis. I don't know what was going on. So I was like, let me go and go talk to somebody. You know, because sometimes you have to talk to somebody outside your circle so you can be really vulnerable and mm-hmm. transparent mm-hmm. and get what it is that you need. So, um, no, I was not at all. You know, th- this is going to start a whole other conversation, which I'm not going to do. But okay. I just want to say that... Um, when I was going through my whole breakup thing, I had went to therapy a lot of times, but I was having a conflict between my faith and therapy because I was like, if I'm praying to God to help deliver me, then I'm going to a therapist who is giving me all this reflect, you know, doing this inner reflection and all these type things. I'm like, well, which one am I having faith in? So I stopped going to therapy and there are times now when I'm like, I want to get back into therapy not coaching, but therapy to actually, mm-hmm. you know, talk to somebody mm-hmm. about trying to mm-hmm. fix me. And I'm just like, I'm just going to leave it to God. So, But I think, I mean, I, that, that's a whole conversation yeah. by itself. But I think that's when people get confused, where I'm in the middle of the, of the ocean in a boat. My mm-hmm. boat is sinking. God, come save me. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for this miracle to yeah. happen in our life. Yeah. But God is sending vessels your way. Yeah. But if it doesn't look the way we think it's supposed to look, we're mm-hmm. missing the opportunity. Yeah. I think God has given people gifts, talents that allow you to help, like a doctor. That's their gift to be surgeons right. or whatever, mm-hmm. nutritionists mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so people have a gift and went to school to be a therapist. Mm-hmm. And that is God.
God's way of helping you. And your prayer should be, Lord, help me and put the right people in my life mm-hmm. because God uses people to help you along your journey. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people have that conflict of, you know, should I take medication, psychotropic medication for a mental health disability because that shows lack of faith in God. But God loves you, and this is why some he developed some of these medications. Like he allowed people mm-hmm. to do different things to help us. He knows we're going to struggle. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's lack of faith because you're still praying, asking God to help you. And this is just one, of, one form of intervention mm-hmm. for it to help you yeah yeah i i mean i know that right but it's just like a train of thought that Absolutely. needs to be broken because coming up you know grandparents didn't go to nobody's therapy they said boy you trust god and let him work it out mm-hmm. he know what you're going through and it's just i need to break myself yeah oh they i mean like you don't need that. those people in your business you don't be going in and yeah. that's the thing going and telling the people your business but i'm yeah. trying to communicate to you uh-huh. and i'm trying to tell you my feelings but you're going to tell me how I feel. Yeah. Right. You, I can't communicate with you because you really are not open to hear me because you think that I'm feeling you, telling you a bunch of malarkey or right. you know how I'm feeling. You don't feel this way, but you feel that way. So it doesn't work when I'm sitting down trying to communicate with you. Right, 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 right. Well, ladies, this is our time. This is great. Thank this you. This is great. We have to do it again. Yeah, yeah. most definitely, great. most definitely. Super great. Share your contact information. Um, on, on all social media, it's um, Golf, and my Spell website that for them. is um, my website is Raya R H A E A Golf G O F is in Frank F is in Frank dot com. Okay. What about you, Paula B? Can I get your password? <laughs> you sure can. Uh, <laughs> here we go. And you sure can. <laughs> Make sure you come out. This, well, it's sold out. The event this weekend. Yeah, yeah I'm so. I, well, I'm super excited about this yeah, event. You know, it's sold it's, it's sold out. Oh, okay. Um, Patricia Roundtree, we take out. care. That's our our girl. Yeah. You know, doing and her thing. Laquan. Laquan. Yep, doing her thing. So, um, this is our second um event with them. Yeah. Um, so, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, this is our yeah. second red yeah. carpet event. So. We're getting ready to do some big things, so I'm looking forward to fashion. Here we awesome, come. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Make sure you tune in next week at 7 p.m., same place, same time. And until then, everybody be blessed. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Please be sure to visit us on the web at letsfaceitradio.com and at Let's Face It Radio on Facebook for the latest in show information and exciting, innovating ways that you can be a part of the show. So tune in next week, same place, same time, for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. Traveling home for the holidays? Well, with the Capital One Venture Card, you earn unlimited double miles on any purchase you make today and every day. And those miles add up to get you closer to that trip home. Every time you pump gas, double miles. Every time you get your nails done, double miles. Or if you're in charge of buying the turkey, yep, double miles. You earn unlimited double miles on every purchase, and then you go. The Capital One Venture Card, the card that takes you there. What's in your wallet? Capital One Bank USA N.A.